When the crowd gets loud, that's a pop. When Reclaim Joey sings along to Maki Ito's entrance, that's a monster pop. Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Destruction PhD, as always, accompanied by the student of the game, D Straight. Oh, that's my cue, that's me. Hey. And of course, the uh, pop star sensation that's sweeping the nation, Reclaim Joey. There's no evidence that that actually happened. There's no evidence that it didn't happen either. There's no proof. There's no proof. (laughs) Oh my god, were you guys happy to see Maki Ito back? I guess we'll get to that later, but oh my god, dude. There isn't proof that you sang along to that, Mm. but when when you were hosting the watch party and sharing screen, like you search for something and you your weren't previous. there. <laughs> he also I wasn't was, hosting the watch party either, to be fair. I was on. Yeah. Oh, I was incognito there, and I took a screenshot of your search history. And I, I saw. wasn't. That wasn't me. I wasn't hosting the watch party. EOD was. I'm so. talking about another. I'm talking about another time. Oh, okay. And All right. I have the screenshot right here. You guys want me to read it? Yeah, read it out. <laughs> All right. Juice. Were you about to say Juice and Liger nude or something? <laughs> I thought you were just saying Man, that. just really, uh... No, not quite, but I can believe some of this shit. Okay, calm down. I, I believe that's in your search history. No, this is a screenshot from Joey's, uh... He thought he could just click it off real quick. Okay. I, scre- I, ha- I was ready to screenshot when I saw him going over his browser. Okay. Juice Robinson, Tony Storm, sex tape. <laughs> Tony Storm, OnlyFans. Butt naked pictures. <laughs> Butt naked pictures, Juice Robinson. <laughs> May West Survivor Series, nineteen ninety nine. May West? <laughs> what? You mean May Young? Yeah, I think you met uh, May Young. No, I t- <laughs> Concentrated low T treatment. <laughs> total, total T. Oh my god! Best replica, best replica IC belt maker. Shrimp hatchery how-to guide. What the fuck, dude? Oh, and yes. Bubba Love Sponge best quality footage. You spent more time on this than you probably did epi- like editing the episode. Like You probably wrote all these times <laughs> just for this bit. I can tell. You didn't just come up with this. Oh, my God. He's been, he's been rummaging through your, through your links for a long time now. This is, this is why the episode was late last week. I didn't just come up with this. Though, oh, you know, speaking God. of, uh, you know, Joey's search history related to Tony Storm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I don't know if you guys saw that, like, but, uh, well, in general, it, it, it kind of links to another WWE news story as well. Uh, there is a lot of just issues with that women's division. I don't know if you guys remember when she did, like, the pie in her face spot with Charlotte. You shared you shared that because I didn't see it when it happened. Yeah, so it was like this fun. really embarrassing thing. Apparently, they initially wanted her to like get her shirt ripped off. What? Yeah, yeah, she said this in an interview that apparently like the intention was like she was just like yeah I was fine with like the pie because the initial plan was to basically be stripped down. What does this have to do with me? I've never even alluded. Well, he that. he had, like he had mentioned biggest... you know your his your history of like your you know, her only fans okay. and stuff. Like he was that. kidding. You, you okay. didn't mention this, it. None of you this didn't shit. mention <laughs> it. <there. laughs> None of this shit actually happened. <laughs> well, you know, on, on to the uh, subject for today's episode. Of course, we're going through uh, a variety of news. Uh, our usual AEW roundup. Uh, a little bit. Uh, we'll, we, we sampled a bit of the Noah show this week. We'll kind of give some general thoughts on what we saw. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, been a crazy week. We have a lot of updates for uh, some recent news that we've talked about. 
there was one bit of news that we could have talked about last week, but we just kind of like hit the line. Did you actually download mm-hmm. your DraftKings app? I actually have it downloaded, but I haven't fucked with it yet. I'm, okay. Uh, to be honest, I'm terrified. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm being real about it. <laughs> Dude, you're putting our you're putting our potential sponsorship at risk right now. Oh, they don't. Oh, you know what? I'll reach out to them. Let's see what they say. <laughs> we'll be shilling DraftKings like nobody's tomorrow. They'll fund our trips to double or nothing. <laughs> I think go. what it is in our region, Joey, is that you can get in on like free parlays that are just essentially little sponsored contests. So you won't have to put up any dough. You yeah, know what I mean? Can you win dough by? Yes, it's it's just a little bit of money. It's like entering a you know a contest on a website essentially. But we want to win big money. We want to really fucking put this to the test, don't we? Well, get your then we need to not download DraftKings because we we can't do it in our region or get your VPN straight. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. I okay, I didn't realize that. All right. Well, maybe mm. I'll test it. Out. We'll 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 give you an update next week if uh just, any of us actually participate. <laughs> just insane shit. Just I still can't believe. It still fucking baffles me. Like I want like when I heard that you can bet on wrestling, I just wanted to take a bump. Of Coke? No, just <laughs> a wrestling bump. You got so excited. Just a bump. Just a fucking absolute bump. It's um, wild because like this has been around for years and years and years. On and pro wrestling? Yeah. It's been around for a long time. What have I been doing, man? I could be a fucking millionaire right now. Yeah, you've been wasting wasting your life away. <laughs> I'm wasting my life away being a Titch Twitch streamer. Let's get a yeah. pro wrestling hedge fund going. Like a pro wrestling betting hedge fund going. Hedge fund, yeah. yeah we need yeah. the capital. See if, we can't, yeah. <laughs> see if we can't get any fucking, see if we can't grow that thing. And we'll be sailing on yachts this time next year. But yeah, I mean, let's. Joey, you ruined Doc's seg, man. Because he was using Did the I? Tony Storm pie in the face angle to move right into the turmoil in the WWE oh, women's division. Oh, you know, division. I didn't see? even catch that. You yeah, just made it bad. all about you. Just made it all about you. <laughs> and so and also, so defensive. Also, I heard some typing while he was making that seg, and I've gotten pretty good at differentiating the keys, like the different okay. clicks, the key sound. And it sounded like you were typing Tony Storm Pie Spot Rule Thirty Four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, rule, well, Rule Thirty Four of the Internet is that might exist. So. Oh my God. Yeah, Jesus so uh, the turmoil, so this was kind of an evolving story literally as we were recording last week, which was uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi walked out of Raw despite the fact that they were scheduled for the main event. Uh, this is, honestly, it's like a fucking wild story. So like at the first we were like, this is probably a work because like they even mentioned it on commentary and like it was like, we don't know enough yet, but it seems like very much this is not a work. Uh, shockingly, they even mentioned that they were they they're suspended, and they even talked about this on commentary. They had like Michael Cole just straight up just bury them, like that they're these horrible people that you know we we try to like honor our events, which is bullshit. It's total bullshit, yeah. But yeah, I mean every every aspect of this story is wild in my opinion. Like one that they were like this angry about it, like WWE, and two like honestly the booking that they were like apparently upset with is like. I mean, man, like if if this is what upsets them, like I'm I'm sure both of these women have been in far more embarrassing segments, and I mean, there's people on the roster right now, Butch, you know, just run all of them down like that, or get far more embarrassing booking than like being booked to go in a championship match that they're going to lose as the tag team champions. Yeah, like, I really don't know whose side I'm on here because they say that they left because 
they're tired of like the the disrespect that the tag division gives them and they fucking left and they didn't put anybody over like what does more damage to the tag division of there's two tag teams by the way and there's no real tag teams <laughs> including them like there's it's so fucking ass backwards and like really like jobbing to the champ as the tag champion is not fucking bad we've seen like the tag champions like lose in like handicap matches to people in the past mm. in WWE. like th- it's not really that bad i mean from what there was like one note i've seen which was like maybe a little bit more sympathetic to them which is that like they when they went back to vince mcmahon again to talk about it they were kind of like yelled at by someone above them which i kind of get like sort of hostile work environment vibes but at the same time like being this persistent about like demanding a change to this booking, I I don't totally like buy into it. At least as the story you know is right now. Yeah, I mean it's 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 hard to say. I mean I'm sure they did get yelled at, but I'm and I'm sure that's not the first time that they got yelled at. But that's actually a pretty normal thing in pro wrestling, is uh, like people being yelled at. I mean, ask Jim Cornette; he's probably the king of that. Probably it, it, it who knows what happened, right? And then the, now there's like information about people saying that they left before the show actually started, which means they knowingly promoted their the match after right. they knew they weren't going to have it. And ultimately, there's I, I I can't help but feel that there's no right parties here. They're both fucking terrible. These are both terrible decisions. A terrible company making a terrible decision, having um good wrestler uh, good wrestlers making a terrible decision too. I don't want to say like they're bad people because I don't think that's the case here, but. What the fuck, dude? This is so dumb. Like you were saying, Doc, maybe this is just the straw that broke the camel's back because, yeah, you're right, Joey. This would be a stupid reason to walk out. I, wasn't there a story where Sasha and Bailey were bummed they had to lose, they had to drop the women's tag team championships from a couple years ago, and they said that Sasha was literally on the floor? Yeah, yeah that were, was like yeah, they were on, they were on the floor. They, they both were on the floor. Yeah, they were on the floor like, like fucking pouting and like, Throwing yeah, a tantrum, a tantrum yeah. but that that was also yeah you're right that was also disputed. I don't know where that's come from, but yeah, that seemed th- a little that seemed a little bullshitty to me. Yeah, this there's got to be more to it than this. There I has mean, to maybe you're, you're it's just yeah. Like I don't think they would be overall happy and then hear that they were going there was going to be some booking that they thought weakened their stock or whatever, and then they walked out. It's got to be overall vibe and. In that place right it's just so weird like do they have like this like you're right and 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 if it is that is there some kind of delusion about the tag team championships and uh women's tag team championships in wwe yeah you kind of want to have them but like i said the tag team championships just existing in wwe make them look like shit because like i said there's no tag teams zero like I don't, there's no real tag teams, is what I mean. Because yeah. everybody's, it's just a bunch of singles wrestlers getting thrown together. And then even then, if what whatever their definition of tag teams are, there's two, two. And now they're gonna hold a tournament for tag team championships <laughs> with two fucking teams. It's so fucking stupid. The fact that it even exists, it would be more respectful to tag team championships if they just didn't exist. And apparently they pushed them to to exist. They pushed them. They pushed them. They pushed them. Well, I think it made it made sense because they did do a lot of like sort of tag feuds with women, but there was like nothing to compete over. So like this was something from the do. Honestly, what I think was even more offensive was, uh, and this was a while ago, but when they had that whole uh, dusty classic for the women in NXT, 
mm-hmm. and like the winner got to face the tag champs and this was like a couple years ago i think right but then like they got screwed and then they made the nxt women's tag champs and it was like this does not solve any like this just makes the problem right. even worse like, yeah it makes it that makes it look bad like it, they make another tag championship and then the the fucking losers get the fucking championships like what the fuck it's, so it's really dumb. not hard if you have a championship your booking revolves around that with tangents i mean that's exactly just, it's just the way it goes and it's not hard and they're they don't do it but whatever cliche you want to use too many cooks in the kitchen whatever we know that they are going to drop the ball on common sense or viewer psychology they're always going to drop the ball on that and they're going to insult your intelligence and assume that you don't remember you know three weeks ago no it doesn't matter there's no continuity there the tag team championships have as much reason to exist as a fucking midgets division championship like there's no midgets in the company to have a fucking championship (laughs) what is well, it's funny, too, because, like, I mean, maybe they were going to, I mean, it, clearly that wasn't their plan to, like, make these titles, like, mean something more anyways from a booking standpoint. Right. But, like, they're in, they're in a weird spot where, like, you know, like Davey said, you sort of build around championships. But, like, they put both of the world titles on Roman Reigns, and he's apparently taking a break for, like, most of the summer. Weird. It's so weird. And, you know, I, I saw, like, like uh, somebody put some stats up that, Raw has had women in the main event for like the last like month or so, like every freaking episode, which is awesome. It sounds like the women's they're, like they're presenting their women on kind of like on all cylinders right now. And this is when they decide to like put their foot down and they were going to be a part of that. They were going to be in the main fucking title pictures. Both yeah, of both. Them. Yeah, both of them were going to be what? on for both t- women's titles. Like what? What the hell, dude? It's so weird. That's why it just seems like it has to be something other than that. And I think it's yeah. just general morale of those two, if not more. And what's the deal with Stephanie stepping down? Oh, yeah, that's another big thing. Yeah. Who knows? I, that I, came out of nowhere, too. Yeah, I saw, I can't remember who put it out, but they were like, there's more to this story than meets the eye. I'm like, well, yeah, well, no know fucking shit. nothing about it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. No shit. <laughs> um, there was, like, kind of an interesting meme where... Um, with uh, fucking uh, Nick Khan, like, where he's, like, he's taken out Shane, who was fired, Triple H just basically lost all power, and then Stephanie taking a leave of absence now, like, man, yeah. like, the, <laughs> that family is, I mean, like, outside of Vince himself is really, uh... Maybe they are getting ready to sell, like, that's what it, that's yeah. what, everything points to that, that they're getting ready to sell. Oh, man. It, Naomi and Sasha picked a bad time to fucking leave because they're going to get their severance package or whatever the fuck, <laughs> or their fucking big-ass bonus. And like, I mean, if you're if you're signed and you don't get fired, this is the time to hang on for a bit. This is the prologue for Joe Rogan's WWE. Oh, my God. Joe Rogan buys it. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Would that make it... Could the product get any worse? Like, <laughs> Yes. Yes, it could actually... It could actually be a little worse. Oh, man. Uh, fuck you, Joe Rogan. I don't know, man. I, 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 I'm losing my train of thought for this. It's so stupid. It's, it's hard to say. And people were like, we even thought it might have been a work too. And it's, it's obviously, it doesn't seem like that's what's happening. And people are like, well, they're saying it on TV and stuff like that. Well, they always did. When Steve Austin left, didn't they have Rock cut a promo or talking about him taking his ball and going home and shit like that? I think that was like afterwards. And like, that was the same show. Feud, was it? Okay, I wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah, was, no, it was the same show. They used it in a feud later, but like, yeah, that was on the same show. Do you think there was honest belief in the company that he wouldn't be back? 
and that what Steve the Austin? Rock was doing, yeah, and, th- and that what the Rock was doing was essentially keeping I mean, him relevant and setting up a future feud. I mean, it's hard to say because um, they do that kind of thing all the time. They they openly embarrass people on the air all the time. That's nothing new either. But Steve Austin leaving because he didn't want a job to Brock Lesnar that night, like he had enough and he fucking took off. Like that was. They fucking directed him to say that whether it was going to yeah. be something or not. They wanted to fucking tarnish his name. That's nothing new for WWE at all. But still, I mean, that was like like that's the most notable example, and that was years and years and years ago. It really, it really hasn't right. been that common sense. But like, mm-hmm. I mean, to show how far it's gone, I mean, literally, if you go on shopwe.com, like if you search in Sasha Banks or Naomi, like yeah. they they pulled everything. So they're suspended. Yeah. When. Mm-hmm. Indefinitely. When can when conceivably could they be free to work elsewhere? Do we have any idea? When they're if they, if they're suspended, like they can be suspended forever until their contracts are up. Who knows? I don't know how long their contracts are for. This goes back to the independent contractor argument. You know? Yeah. I mean, are if they, they really beholden to that? Well, it depends. It depends how long they're going to be su- suspended for. And I think that eventually the smart thing to do would be for them to just let him go, but. I don't know. Like, I mean, t- technically, legally, they could fucking hold on to it for the remainder of their contract. If they sign for 10 years, then they can keep them suspended for 10 years and they can't work anywhere. But at the same time, um, you could do what like Brock Lesnar did, which was sue WWE because uh, they're denying him to work elsewhere uh, during his prime. And uh, that's how he got out of that. That's how he, he won that lawsuit. So if they were going to try to do something like that, they're trying to figure out what to do. I'm not, I'm sure that they're kind of wondering what to do as well. But Sasha and Naomi are in breach of their contract by doing that. And uh, no, it, whether they're right or wrong, they they are. And yeah, they could come after them legally for it. It's weird because we've heard people say, even like Jesse Ventura say that he thinks that it's just totally illegal, the contracts that they that they write up. And that it doesn't stand up in a court of law. I don't so think that that's. I don't are think they that's really? True. Are I mean, are they they're, really? I mean, if if Lesnar won his case, Lesnar yeah. won his case. I mean, he so did. there's he one did, example of yeah. it not holding up in court. So I don't know. I I think that the, they do this I've, knowing that knowing that talent's going to have to get on the other side of a legal wall with attorneys and um, legal expenses, etc., to get out of it, and that's a deterrent. Yeah. One thing that's a little different about uh, Brock Lesnar's um, case is that he went and wrestled in New Japan uh, mm-hmm. during this time. And uh, he I think his contract was up with WWE, but he was under I think some it was like some like, like non-compete. Yeah, it was so, it was. Under, yeah. yeah, it was it was <laughs> under some kind of like non-complete compete. So he wasn't actually under contract. So even though he did win. It's one thing. It's one thing for them to suspend them, right? It's another thing for them to like hold them hostage for twenty years or something like that. If they had, sure. for instance, if they had that kind of fucking contract, yeah. Like if um, they've done what they've done with like certain people that have been injured, right? Where they like add on days to the contract mm-hmm. based on that time that you weren't working because you were, yeah. It was under the impression that you'd work a certain number of days or whatever. If they did that, I think there would definitely be possibly some legal issues. There's nothing that says they have to be booked. Yeah, I mean, look at look, it's happening at AEW. Look at Marco Stunt sitting at home. While he's I, you under can contract. sign a contract all you want, but if the terms of the contract weren't legal in accordance to federal and local labor laws, right. like it, it's not worth the paper it's printed on. So True. what I'm saying is, I I wonder if the fact that you've got to get lawyered up 
and pay those fees and go through the process yeah. is, is it even worth is, it is a no yeah like i said it's a, like a known yeah. deterrent because yeah. a lot of talent's going to say like you like you just said is it worth it to even do this or should mm-hmm. we just wait it out because we're going to end up having to pay yeah. tons of dough or whatever so i think sure. a lot of people end up just waiting it out exactly um, i think yeah, like, so like it's it's, it's hey, listen sh- it's, it's shitty it's, they're crooked yeah it's shitty yeah. they're crooked it's shitty but it's probably legal that's a good MO for like the US legal system as a whole. But yeah, it's yeah, shitty, pretty but much. It's probably yeah, exactly. Legal. Well, in this case, I think it's shitty and it might not be legal, but it's not like it's not a criminal issue and it's probably not something that they're going to be fined for at the federal level. So why not do it? That's their mm-hmm. that's their philosophy. I'm sure a lot of talent, especially talent whose stock isn't as high as Lesnar's, would rather just wait it out, see what happens, collect the money. Arguably, at the time the that at the time that Lesnar was in this lawsuit, um, he was probably not as big a star as Sasha is now. Maybe Naomi. Man, but. I don't know. He was he was you know he was still pretty big. He was a pretty big star. Yeah, but he that was like after his like failed NFL stint. Yeah, and everything. yeah, that was yeah. He was in New Japan and like um, I forgot you know, about working that. there. Oh. Yeah, wearing the red trunks and shit. Like yeah, he uh yeah the, I, I, I like. If you compare that Brock Lesnar to Sasha now, Sasha's the bigger star now, for sure. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. Do you, do you see Naomi getting on? Let's just say she gets on the other side of this. Do you see her getting on with another pro wrestling promotion? Because I, I see her transitioning into like television hosting or something like that. I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't hire her. I don't think she's that good. Allie Catch's next opponent. I mean, but but there's worse people like in places like. Uh, like yeah. even AEW, like if they they like, you know, they can bring in somebody. Yeah, there's, like, ben- yeah, there's benefit to someone say. who just has like TV experience, like regardless mm-hmm. of like whether or not whether or not you assess her abilities is like a super high level. But at that being said, like they're not hiring like everyone and anyone that like leaves that company. So I'm really coming from the perspective of does she want to try to get on with another wrestling company, or do you think I mean, she would try to take her career in a in a like a new direction? I really could see her hosting. Some type of quote unquote fun, goofy program. She might not need to. I mean, she's been, uh, she's probably been a very, very well paid and she's been there for oh, a no, long no, no. time. I don't, I don't um, yeah, she may not know, need to. You know, but, she's married but, to, she's married to one of the Usos that's probably really well paid and uh, in the top faction and in the company. And uh, she probably didn't have to. She's probably set for life. Yeah, but a lot of wealthy, a lot of people that are like, I mean, does Pat Sajak yeah. still need we'll to be host? Able to, We'll Wheel be able of Fortune. To, I don't even know if maybe. he still is, but did he need to host she'll do it for dancing that long? With the no. star, she'll do Dancing with the Stars, and then you can go on to Naomi.com for her fucking supplements or some you shit. You could just, yeah, you could <laughs> see that, or you could see her hosting some kind of goofy wipeout type show. <laughs> God. You yeah. know what I mean, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess so. Now, I don't know. Now, I've seen people suggest that, like, Sasha, they're like, oh, she could go to Hollywood or anything. She's only really had, like, one role in anything mm. and i don't think that was exactly like oh yeah this is like hollywood bound type of role either. She was, there wasn't, what i saw wasn't exactly strong it wasn't it wasn't yeah. but either I could, what I, hey listen I could see remember it. the rock and the mummy too yeah like, you're yeah. right you, see, you know honestly you have to get you know in order to get better at something you have to get experience with it and that would be something like if she wanted to i don't know if hollywood's that kind of industry though generally if she of course it is because you have like you get better over time. You get seasoned. You get your opportunities. Right, and but like, like that. it's it's like those opportunities that you need to get like in the first place. Like I mean, maybe like, like, you, like, said, like, like, like you said, the rock, rock and the the rock and the money too. The rock had to do fucking tooth fairy and shit like that, and he wasn't exactly like 
hitting it out of the park acting wise there. And uh, if, she, if she's got name value and she can get by and honestly, it wasn't very good in the Mandalorian, but she looked good. Like she looked, she looked like she might belong in there. Uh, even if her acting chops weren't up to snuff and she'll get better over time. And I think she absolutely could do Hollywood and being a good performer and mm-hmm. working in bigger budget Hollywood productions. Mm-hmm. Those things aren't directly related. They're not. They're not. But 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 she's the thing is, is she'll have her foot in the door and the more experience she gets, the better she'll get at it. Or she and, could just do straight to video type action movies with Tony Jaw and, um, <laughs> you know, Michael J. White and stuff like that. Yeah, true. Honestly, I would be fine with that. But yeah. I, what I want is I want to see her wrestle some more. I like her. Yeah. I, I know some people are down on her and say she's unsafe, but I've always I thought she she was my favorite from that whole crop. I thought she was the most exciting, and some of that might have had to do with the danger. If I'm being yeah, honest I, I with myself, say, when, when you say like unsafe, like it's more so like as like a danger to herself. I never really saw her as like right, a yeah. liability, which is usually like I mean, usually when you say someone's unsafe, you think of like a Ryback or something like that. I just remember when she hurt, she hurt somebody with like that mule kick really bad. Who was that? It was a uh, it was a uh, page, yeah. That wasn't like the thing that like that wasn't the was thing it? that yeah okay. that did her in. Though, yeah, right? it was a hundred percent. Yeah, she oh, kicked her right. Yeah, she kicked her right. Like like well, she had she had the neck injury. She came back. She was working, yeah. and then uh, fucking Sasha kicked her hard in the back, yeah. like in the back, and Ooh. so she fucking whiplash and her neck okay. got fucked yeah. again. And that was okay. there. That was the last time we that saw Paige it. in the ring. Okay. Oh, well. <laughs> well, never mind okay. then. <laughs> I guess maybe yeah. she might be a little. I don't know. I mean, that, that, it, yeah, that's it's freak things happened. Yeah, they but... shouldn't have done that fucking spot. And, and I remember her saying that that wasn't her. That wasn't Sasha's fault or whatever. I don't know if I'm being honest with myself. Maybe it was just like the crazy kind of um, unpredictable nature of of her matches. And I, I thought her matches with Charlotte were just barn burners, even yeah, when they were, they were awesome. sloppy. Yeah. Because it looked like yeah. two women that wanted to hurt each other, and probably one of them was going to get hurt. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I remember where they did a stretcher spot, and I got worked. <laughs> um, some good booking there, believe it or not. They had kind of built on what had happened in the previous matches, but um, I'd like to see her show up somewhere. I think yeah, she's an absolute likely. superstar. Yeah, and I think that she's really, really exciting in the ring. Whether or not that's the general consensus within the industry, couldn't tell you. Yeah, so... Uh... Next up, we've, we have a couple stories sort of following up on stuff we talked about last week. We have a sort of a brief Ibushi update. Uh, apparently, this guy's life has just been kind of, uh, frankly, hell since he's uh, been out on injury. Uh, apparently, you know, some of this like drama has sort of like affected his mother in ill ways. She's apparently had certain thoughts and whatnot. He's been dealing with that and just definitely doesn't sound like a great time. He's insinuating that his mother attempted suicide due to what he was going through. Yeah. It almost sounds like um like an old Japanese like Chambara film or whatever that she's so I don't know affected by his public humiliation or shame or whatever that she's attempted suicide. It's very very kabuki theater, man. Yeah. What do you make of that, Joey? Um well tell me exactly what he said. Let's let's hear about it. Let's 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 talk about like what exactly was said. Let's hear it. There so there's the direct Twitter, like Google Translate, which from what I've read doesn't, you know, give all the context and isn't a good translation. Somebody went through and translated it a little bit more literally. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on Reddit. Do you have that 
Andy Doc by chance? Um, yeah, I don't. I don't see the uh, direct um, like translations of it, but yeah, it's just kind of you know that his. I guess his father passed away a while ago, and then there's the common perception that his family is like you know relatively well off, but um, and that he doesn't need to wrestle, but that's not really you know it's still like something that he's like passionate about, I guess, and that's kind of why his mom sort of. Got, I've got this one here, uh, Ibushi. I know this is sudden, but I can no longer bear to watch, so I'll tell you. Previously, I brought up his name in the screenshot that is totally true. Um, I wasn't sure if I should tell you, but it's unbearable for me to see my mother in her current condition. Um, first of all, they still haven't apologized. Kikuchi and Obari uh, probably don't have guilty feelings. Um, they don't even meet me to give a, note, a notice of my release. I'm kind of you know paraphrasing a little bit because the English isn't is a little rough on does it does that mean he's been released i i wouldn't necessarily look that far into it it might just be it might just be like an artifact of the way it was translated or like something not like being a one-to-one english statement uh um i had reached my limits so i talked uh to my mother about that sudden uh line message and the power harassment-esque treatments that i received and she said in a weak voice it's okay to leave the next day my mother attempted suicide she clearly said that she could not forgive Kikuchi and the current president. That is why I will fight until the end. Uh, they did how does, something. How is, so, so how is committing suicide fighting? I don't understand. Like no, no, no. He's lot. saying that he's going to fight because oh. she did this. They why would did... she try to kill herself over that? I'm so confused. Like Doc said, there's some other stuff going on. Like his father passed away a while ago, oh. and maybe she's yeah. She attempted right after Mother's Day. What he's saying is. She's stressed, uh, right? You know, he's being publicly dragged, and there's this big public thing going on with her son, and I think that might have pushed her over the edge. I don't think it's just that. Thinking about a mother, you know, attempting suicide after her son, you know, publicly loses face or is humiliated in some way, is just reminds me of an old Japanese movie, or even if you have any experience with Kabuki or something like that. It's very, it's very dramatic. Yeah, they have a very like sense, like, the very strong sort of family honor system, like in their culture, and it kind of, you know, it's maybe a little exaggerated in a lot of those movies, but it's still definitely yeah. a, a component of the culture and the idea of you know shame and stuff like that. That that's you know powerful, and you know, obviously you know you don't see. Uh, you know, like the idea of like committing suicide of this is usually kind of limited to the more of those dramatizations. But I mean, obviously, you know, I, I would take I would take him as word that like this is probably something that you know did happen, and you know, it sounds like she's still alive now. But you know, depending on whatever Joe, method she did, you know, recovery could be. I hope they're watching. Not an easy process. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. This it's too much, and it's getting. We were like last week we had the Yakuza. Now we've got his mother attempting suicide. Like this couldn't possibly be more dramatic. It couldn't possibly be more dramatic than literal gangsters and mothers committing, you know, attempting yeah. suicide due to public shame or, or whatever else is going on. Just yeah. fucking crazy. And we're Jesus getting like Christ. sexual abuse. There's like like adultery and infidelity and like corporate power abuse. This is right out of long form dramatic television yeah has has anybody that he's accused uh has anybody made any like statements or or uh, responded in any way like have we heard from like anybody it seems that i've heard general sentiment that the locker room is n- not on his side but you know that could also be 
posturing that could be you know guys worried about you know taking a stand for him and what that might mean to their spot in the company yeah. i don't know mm-hmm. the new japan culture at large we spend so much time talking about how toxic the wwe locker room and and that culture not necessarily mm-hmm. in the locker room itself but the morale there and the toxicity within that corporate structure and um right yeah i mean it's kind of like one of those things that sort of like i mean be it like part like language barrier uh, and just kind of like i think it's just mm-hmm. they, they have a more secretive structure to like the way that like their programming is anyways um that i think maybe it's you don't necessarily get as much of that like you know how is the locker room morale on a regular basis mm-hmm. so you're right it may be you're seeing how this is being frowned upon. Of course, these yeah. accusations are above and beyond Tony talking about, hey, they wanted me to strip down to my yeah. bra and panties, but they won't let me do my OnlyFans, you know. It this yeah. is Yeah, this I don't is think it was level. so much the an objection to that. It was, you know, just like there's a difference when you're like, you know, you're willingly putting that out there and yeah. your boss yeah. is like, Hey, like and they're also like they they don't they they weren't they didn't want to let him do that because they wouldn't be getting a cut of it more than more so than the content itself honestly. I don't think anyone like I know there was some people who had OnlyFans when they were that was like a whole issue, but they weren't mm-hmm. like they weren't like particularly lewd or anything. Like yeah, that. they weren't nude. They were just fucking photo sets or whatever. But I mean, he is saying the the big takeaway from this outside of his mother's attempted suicide, he's saying that um, they announced that they told him. Uh, via line which is like a whatsapp or type texting service mm. that's apparently a pop- popular in japan they told him that they're firing him i thought that was i i i'm not sure that's just a reference to the previous threat that they gave to him though okay i don't know yeah it could be a translation thing but you know it's like um you know, or just a general vagueness because from what i understand yeah. too like part of the issue with like this whole ibushi saga is he's kind of vague I don't know. He's also it, in one translation. It's it says they're they're going to fire me. They told him online, not online like on the internet. They told him via line that texting app that they're firing him. And in another translation, he's saying that he was just a victim of harassment of power on that app. You know, they they texted him some some messages that he feels exemplified harassment of power. There's translation stuff here that we're fighting through people. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. But it doesn't. His future in New Japan looks at, at absolute best in question, and it's probably over. That's what. I'm, that, would you guys agree with that? I think there's a chance of that for sure. Uh, yeah, I think that's absolutely a chance. I don't think it's over. I think like. Uh, okay. I think there's more to the story, obviously, than than what we're even getting. Like, uh, I would like to know. I, I wish. That's why I'm asking. Like, I want to know if. Um, any of the people that are being accused have said anything or like has Gato said anything as has anybody in charge to have, has the president has the president said anything yeah the main people he seems to have beef with are kind of more so the behind the scenes people I mean yeah, he like sure he I wouldn't even really say that he exposed certain wrestlers for having affairs like it was already known in those cases that they had publicly had affairs so like they really haven't responded but yeah i I don't necessarily know that you know someone like kikuchi you go in that talent relations role is necessarily gonna respond i'm sure the guys he called out for infidelity are not happy with him oh Oh, even if it's even if it's already known just reminding picking out that scab there's no way publicly like there's no way even if it and if it's not true who knows like 
like what the fuck is like what the fuck is going on like jesus I, how is how, can, I, how is it so hard to get this information you know like well you know because like doc said a lot of this is you know they do business a lot differently like i don't think there's a melter or Meltzer is the Meltzer there. (laughs) Meltzer is the Meltzer there, right? So there's not that type of coverage in Japan the way there is here. I don't get the impression. I'm sure there's some, but I don't get the impression that, you know, a lot of this stuff leaks out as much. So Coda kind of jerking that curtain in in this regard is, I'm not going to say unprecedented or anything like that, because there has been, Japanese wrestling history does have some wild chapters, but um, you don't see this too often. The only way I could see him staying is if, they get rid of these these two company reps, or you know, I, I think we said last time that they what you said they they were probably more than agents, Joey. What did you kind of compare it to? I mean, like, uh, are you, are you talking about the guy that Kikuchi? The, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's also he's also calling out the president. Yeah, that that's yeah, that's probably the big one where it's like that. I could see I could see them getting rid of Kikuchi to keep. Ibushi, but the president's not going to be like, all right, I'm going to step aside so we can keep one talent who hasn't even been with us. You know, he's been on the shelf for a while anyway. I just I mean, don't I, see that I, happening. He's a big star. He's like one of their top guys. And like, I, I think it's really weird that um, that there's no pressure on any of these parties to say anything. Like there's, they've, they've given no response, no rebuttal, like nothing. Like I think that they I think there has been some public dismissal of this. And I think I'd it's like been kind of brief. It. Yeah, I let me see if I can dig something up. But I'm sure they're absolutely denying all of this. Like that, I'm sure of. I don't, you know, they're not going to be like, all right, yeah, we're abusing, you know, our power, yeah. Abushi. Like, ugh, we're sorry. I mean, Please come back. And it's not true. Happening. Yeah, true. But I don't that... see him coming back. You know, if it was just like I said, if it was just a backstage employee that they that Dick Toko's boy that they had to get out of there, I could see that. I don't see, now that he's brought the new japan president into his you know accusations i don't think that's happening i think he's done with new japan why is this like the first time we're hearing about this too why has nobody else have uh have anything why did has nobody else had anything to say about this kind of thing uh, maybe it's just haven't hasn't been as high profile and it maybe it's been a while but this is you know this is kind of a new regime too joey like and this kind president of, is new and you it's, know it's kind of you know, sort of connecting it a little bit back to, like, the Sasha one, like, she's someone who has leverage, and, like, Ibushi kind of does, too, right? Like, he's not yeah. someone who can, like, so, like, you need, I'm sure that, like, this stuff might have happened to someone, like, I, I don't know, just, like, name some, like, lower mid-card guy in New Japan, like, he gets, like, you know, stiffed at, for merch sales by Kikuchi, just like Ibushi does, but, like, no one gives a shit, because he has no leverage, he's got, you know, he's just, you know, kind of happy to be employed and make whatever money he can get or maybe not happy to be employed, but just like, yeah, you know, accept, you know, the lemons that life is giving me as long as I can, you know, feed my family or whatever. But like, this is maybe a little different just because it is an Ibushi. Like, I mean, there's not a whole lot of people in new Japan that could, I think realistically pull off like a major, like accusation stuff. Like, I mean, not, not make it sound like, Oh, it's like, you know, a work or anything like that, but you know, it's, you know, it's harder for other people to necessarily get this much notice on a story like this. Well, also that, like, we talk about, like, oh, well, what if he wanted to come to AEW or something like that? This this guy can't leave his his mom who's suicidal. Like, he's not he's he's not leaving. Like, that's wild. Like, he's so stuck. 
But yeah, I mean, the plot's, like, really, like, thickening on this, and, I mean, who knows where it ends up going. I, I think his future of New Japan is dubious at best. Mm-hmm. At absolute best. I can't see him going back after this. I yeah. Just, uh, it'd be really surprising. And, I, again, this is, to our knowledge, this is Uncharted Waters, um, and we don't know how they may save face if they bring him back or how they would do that and whether or not and if they wanted to or were willing to, whether or not he would be willing to after this, especially if he blames his mother's attempted suicide on what these assholes are doing or perceived assholes, whatever. Yeah. So, man, I don't know what his future holds. I think he's done with New Japan. I think at least, you know, while this uh, president is, is working there and while Dick Togo's boy, as I'm going to call him, is working there, <laughs> I don't think that uh, we're going to see Ibushi in New Japan. Yeah, I think that's fair. And who knows? I don't know. AEW's relationship with New Japan may be too much for him at this point. I don't know. I don't. Oh fuck! I, I mean, I know that there has been that angle. I I think that I doubt New Japan would like jeopardize that business partnership over one guy if like Tony Khan was really like, I really want Ibushi. Right. But who knows? Otherwise, he could work wherever the fuck he wants, and up to and including the WWE, who I, I it wouldn't be as high on him as they were when. You know, the NXT was, you know, at its best, but I think he could still go there. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know if they're, like, interested in someone like him. But... They were, and he turned them down. I know, and, I, and I'm, and I'm like, saying that was a different era. I'm saying that was a different era. I think that they would still be someone interested in him, but... Yeah, maybe. I mean, otherwise, he could go anywhere he wanted. Any indie in the States is going to book him. Impact is going to book him. I don't see Noah having a problem booking him unless the New Japan... I, the, I can't the remember. sort of relationship they have with New Japan and that they do, you know, maybe one show a year together. I can't remember if he has and, issues with Noah. Like, I know he did with DDT. Yeah, I don't know. And there's, you know, All Japan is still an option. It's, you know, keep hearing, oh, it's on what the come up. What are his issues with up. DDT? He just said that, that like, that, that door's closed. I don't know if it's if it's issues that he has with them or vice versa or both. Like, I don't know. Maybe yes. they abused their power on him. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's weird. We'll continue it's... to yeah, we'll continue to follow this one. Yeah, yeah I mean, for who sure. knows? I mean, it's <laughs> I didn't I didn't I kind of thought we would uh, have heard the end of it last week, but you know, you never know. More details could come out. We need to get to work on a treatment of the television drama, right? What we need to do. We get yeah, yeah. Oh my god, right? This has everything. Yeah, sure. One hundred percent. Get that uh, Fragrance Junior money to like make a. Uh, Ibushi Doc. Yeah. It has everything but a tornado and, a, and an abortion so far. <laughs> Creative <laughs> liberties can be taken. Creative liberties can be taken. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on a lighter news note, uh, last week we talked about uh, Ric Flair coming out of retirement for one more match. Well, his rumored opponent, uh, Ricky Steamboat, decided he still had some modicum of respect for the wrestling industry and decided he will not <laughs> be wrestling Ric Flair. He, he said, fuck no. <laughs> It's weird that he got bandied around before he was confirmed, I guess. Yeah. There's been, like, a lot of weird stuff, like, these old-timers. Like, I know, like, I think Steamboat, JR, and, like, Jake the Snake Roberts have all been, like, saying weird things about each other's health. And they're like, oh, actually, you know, like, he says it's fine or whatever. It's just, it's like this bizarre, like, I don't know. But uh, we do have a new rumored opponent for Ric Flair. JR is like, Jake the Snake got that goiter. (laughs) 
Well, he's just like, oh, he's having issues breathing. He's like, oh, well, actually, he told me he, he doesn't, but I don't know. I look at him, he looks like shit, so. <laughs> it's, it's really fucking weird, but. Yeah, but we do have a new rumored opponent for Ric Flair. Do uh, you guys have any guesses? Uh, fucking David Flair. No. Oh, my um, God. You need another team, not just FTR, to carry that match. I don't know, man. I'll throw I'll throw Lawler out there. Mm. It's not Lawler, and that would have made sense, but uh, the, the current okay, rumor... Okay, wait, 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 wait. Talk about Terry guys Funk. with health problems. No, the current rumor no is Hulk Hogan. No, What? <laughs> Oh my What's... god, no. Because that's gonna be such a fucking high profile circus. The cancel the cancel like the I mean they're both I mean I don't H- know. Hogan I think is less canceled than Flair is at this point. Cancel no, really? They well WWE brought him back on TV, like Yeah, I guess. You know, Insane. Put him back in there. What? Hulk fucking Hogan? That's the that's the rumor. Jesus Christ. That's going to I mean, be such a high-profile sir. I think Steamboat and Flair would have been talked about amongst wrestling fans and might have leaked out into the general like wherewithal somewhat. But Hogan Flair is going to be a mainstream fucking circus. Where is this going <laughs> to fucking happen? The same place, apparently, right? The uh, can we? T- what is it again? Like, is it going to be televised? Like, what the fuck? Like we, like I said, last time we saw Ric Flair in the ring with Jay Lethal, and he looked all right. Like. It was last time I saw Hogan in the ring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god. They're. I mean, obviously they're gonna do their shtick. Yeah, exactly. It. They can lie if they can lie down. They can do the figure four. Starcast <laughs> is the Starcast is the show. Oh, it's it's the Starcast show. Yeah. No way. That's gonna be big. That's gonna I be pretty big. I don't think that Flair's chops are gonna stop Hogan's heart or anything like that. So they're gonna do their shit. <laughs> so wait, isn't isn't Conrad isn't Conrad Thompson um isn't he the fucking uh like promoter of all that? He's the Starcast guy, yeah. Yeah. He's really putting this forward. What the <laughs> fuck? Hell what yeah, he's thinking? gonna put this forward. Ric Flair's last match. Jim Cock Jim Crockett Promotions presents. They're gonna do it, they're doing it under the banner of Jim Crockett Promotions. I mean that's just so wait are we are we really like pretending yeah. that like because I had a double check I mean Conrad, we need to go Conrad, we need to we need to go to this not only is wait, it Starcast Conrad, Conrad Thompson he's Ric Flair's his father-in-law uh, apparently I don't know that's what it Appar- says like on his page Dude. but like I mean let's 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 face it. I mean the, the guy is also on like I mean. He's on. He's part of eighty three weeks with Eric Let's, Bischoff. Yeah. Like, well, he clearly also, doesn't have a filter. Of, he's like, a big. He's a well, big he podcast d- guy. Like, he yeah. got everyone. He got he's, all the all the old guys' podcasts. Yeah, he's yeah. A, he does Jim Ross's. He does uh, J- Jeff Jarrett, GDP, Booker Kurt T, Angles. Jake Roberts. He did yeah. the Flair podcast yeah. when Kurt Flair Angles. was sober enough Look, to do it. Arn Anderson show, bit the Bischoff show. He, yeah, like you said, Tony Schiavone, Bruce Pritchard, like all these guys. He Jeff Jarrett, like he hit them all up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to see this shit. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously we need to see. Well, I want to go. <laughs> Dude, Starcast, Starcast so far has Ric Flair's last match, of course. Obviously, Starcast itself. And then the roast of Ric Flair. Well, the guy's Is- also a real estate finance guy, so you know he's fucking without scruples. <laughs> oh well, I was about, like, like 83 weeks. I mean, that's like revisionist history 101. Like. <laughs> Is it really? Oh my god! It's just talking to 
Eric Bischoff about some shit. Yeah, oh I mean, it's God. mostly like I don't think it's so much him. It's more so Bischoff just being like yeah. full of shit. But like, well, I feel like he's like he just like kind of feeds the questions and lets yeah. them kind of talk, do their thing and talk and stuff like that. Like, I feel that honestly, so and, and and you know, and uh, and and well, and, and Jim Ross, like Jim Ross's stuff is pretty good when you listen to it. And Jake the Snake yeah. can barely swallow because yeah. he had that goiter. <laughs> but yeah, the Star Starcast is in Nashville, the Nashville Fairgrounds. Uh, July 29th through 31st, so... The same place they did that Crockett Cup. Well, they used to do it before COVID. They used to do it in conjunction with, like, uh, big AEW shows. It was in the same town, and they would, they would like, make it a thing, and they would have, like, uh, you know, they, it would be, have something for people to do. It's, like, a big event. People are travel, so they would travel to, like, All Out or whatever. We'll, we'll see how this, uh, <laughs> this develops. Good um, God. <laughs> Right now, it definitely sounds like a bit of a circus, but I didn't you know, not guess circuses Hogan. can be fun. Good lord! All right, so uh, are we ready to talk about Noah? Yeah, so we watched a little bit of Noah. I don't. We don't really have a lot to talk about. We didn't get to watch a whole lot of yeah, it. Yeah, it's uh, the uh, Dream On final. But um, we did want to like just talk about like a little bit of our experience. Um, just the overall vibe of the show, yeah. I think, is what we're talking about. There wasn't like a ghc title match like singles yeah. match on this there was the main event was a multi-man match where the total combined age was probably close to 500 <laughs> <laughs> might be low ball on it <laughs> i mean it's keiji muto masato tanaka naomichi marafuji goshi ozaki yeah it, it was real yeah, good the, it was good i mean it was it, it was real good quality it looked like a top company in japan still like it like i said it's been a while since we've seen it um, they had really nice like cameras, like really like high quality like lenses and some good the camera shots work were, too. Yeah, really good camera work. Like it was really impressive. The presentation is really impressive. I liked it a lot. I would like to see like New Japan take a step up in presentation like this. Yeah, cause I, I thought the presentation in some ways was better than New Japan's. Yeah, I don't know if like the work, like the camera, actual camera work, like itself, like the movements and things like that, and like the kind of shots that they get were as good. They did that but, like, one crane the, shot that we commented yeah. on. Yeah, I like the really crane cool. shot. Yeah, the the quality and the technology that they're using is really fucking good. Oh, we forgot Kojima was in the final. Oh yeah, Kojima well. was also in the main event. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, you um, had uh, was it? You had Kojima, Mudo, and Marafuji on one team, and then you had uh, Shiozaki, uh, Kiyomiya, and Tanaka on the other team. Yeah, Kiyomiya being like the the youngest by far. I think he's yeah. in his twenties. Just also some like weird people booked on the card period that we were su really surprised to see. I mean, you had Naka. Simon Gotch. You had. Renee well, we Dupree. Renee Dupree. Yeah, that was the one that was really. We knew Gotch was wrestling, but he gets a singles match. Yeah. You know, against one of their top guys. Yeah, um, straight up. So it's. Yeah, that was a little surprising. But Dupree was the one that really surprised me. We had seen Michael Elgin was wrestling there. I didn't realize he was their one of their one half of their tag team champions, like the GHC mm -hmm. heavyweight tag team champs. I didn't realize that. We saw a little bit of the junior heavyweight title match. With uh, Hayata, is that his name? Is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, we're going to butcher it a little bit. I think we've been striving to take in more Noah because we haven't watched it since its heyday. It really feels and, like it's um, on the come up. For sure. And wow, you're mm -hmm. right. The presentation, I think, was the big mm -hmm. thing. And I'll say this about the undercard. Some of the multi-man matches, the effort level is really high. 
there's no mailing it in. There's no, well, I'm in a, I got the night off because I'm in a multi-man match. And I accuse New Japan of that sometimes. Or just having really fake looking spots and, you know, surrounding the finish. Anything that's not right in the spotlight or what's not right in the center of the ring sometimes when things break down looks really fake. Mm -hmm. I didn't see that here. And again, part of that might be my interest being peaked because I'm seeing guys that I don't normally watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm really paying attention and keyed up. But I think that effort level, though, you can't, you know, you can't miss that. If it's not there, you're going to notice that no matter what. And also Fujita, who I knew from when I, I used to work in a hotel and we would get bored sometimes. And we had a guy that would always want to put on pride fighting. And he introduced me to this guy. His name was... Uh, this guy's name was Christian, and Joey and I always do imitations oh, yeah, of him. Bro. Yo, this <laughs> oh, pride, bro. it's this guy. Bro, oh, fuck, bro. Let's look at Brian. Bro, Fujita, they call him old Ironhead, bro. You can't knock him out. <laughs> yeah, bro. Remember like, remember that time? You guys are watching was, Pride? This, yeah, y'all watching Pride? <laughs> Dude, like, I remember, um, who was it that came into the hotel, and uh, he tried to give, it was it was some MMA guy, uh, and it was trying to give him, like, tips. He's like, man, I saw your last fight. And like you gotta keep your hands up, and like he was just like yeah. trying to give him like fucking tips and pointers and shit. So yeah, UFC came through, oh, and yeah. uh, I remember. I was gonna Dana say that White. that's like really Mark behavior, but like oh yeah, it's yeah, UFC, yeah. so like it's like worse, not scripted fighting, but that same time makes it worse because he's like giving like real. Dude, he was so pumped. <laughs> yeah. This guy was at this guy was a supervisor, and he's at work, and Dana White did this real douchey egotistical thing where he went over to a staircase and got halfway up the staircase and started holding up free tickets and all the ufc marks were stretching out their hands and jumping up trying to get them and he ran over there like oh. at, while he was at work and joined the fray it was really embarrassing yeah, i bro, think he got tickets me, too. let me get those tickets bro yeah, oh, tickets. yeah just jumping me right here bro right here right here you know that kind of shit um, <laughs> we got so I, I think he got tickets guy. yeah but josh barnett was there i remember there's there's a lot of Pretty much everyone. Who was, was there, it that he was trying to give tips to? I can't remember. I really can't remember, man. He's like, bro, next time he throws that hook, you it might have been Alistair. You know what? I think it was Alistair Overeem. <laughs> was it? Oh, I remember when remember. Overeem was there. I think that, I think I you're right. I literally think it might have been him. Unbelievable. <laughs> That's so funny. God. But yeah, got, um, you know, he'd always tell us how much of a badass he was, and had yeah. he just decided oh, to, remember? he could have been, you know, yeah, Re- yeah, yeah. If he, if yeah, if if he just like, yeah, just decided to go a different way he would have been like a big like the big oh, deal yeah. in fucking mma yeah. there's no chance like no, this, <laughs> you know, this guy looked like a potato and like a, like a like little super tiny mario. potato yeah super straight up super mario <laughs> like without the mushroom and like bro i heard your show what'd you say it yeah why'd you say that about me bro you remember that time he fucking he played slap hands and he got fucking into it, like you know those oh fucking game where you put yeah. your you, you put your you put your palms up, and the other guy puts their palms uh, down on your hand on your palms, and then you have to like fucking try to slap the person. I've never seen anybody take that so seriously. He was fucking serious, like, and he was like he was like slapping as hard as he could, and he was going like mm, and shit like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> One more quick note before we move on. About Christian, if, if if there were little people in the hotel, like if some a little person showed up, oh my god, he would have to go to the back because he would be laughing so uncontrollably that he would have to go to the back and he would get on the ground because he couldn't stand. 
So yeah. he would literally be rolling around on the floor <laughs> laughing, doing a thing where he's stomping, and he's in a like a sports coat and stuff, doing the thing where he's kicking yeah. the ground and and pounding it with his fists, <laughs> laughing. It's, li- literally, it's one of the most it's one of the most mortifying things I've ever seen. Of him, like he would laugh at people with handicaps, and it was like uncontrollable. Bro, you want to know oh the ultimate God. one? I know this behind the curtains, guys. We talked about not going off on tangents, and now we're on the ultimate one. <laughs> You're on the ultimate. Hey, this is a little bit more organic. This is, <laughs> okay. you know, his cousin. They had she was pregnant, and they went through the whole pregnancy. And when she went to the hospital, she who could be more depressing than this? She gave birth to a stillborn child, and so there's a thing in some cultures where the family will all be there. And the baby, who's obviously born deceased, they will pass it around and everyone will like hold it before they take it back for whatever, burial or whatever. And they were doing that and he was in the room. And he said when he saw it, it was so jaundiced that it looked like a little sweet potato. And he said he couldn't help but bust out laughing. So he started busting out laughing right in front of his grieving family and cousin when he saw it. He started dying laughing. Jesus Christ. That's that's the kind of like issues this guy had. (laughs) That's just insane. (laughs) It's also really dark. I didn't mean for a wrestling show to go that dark, but it's the most like tone jumping yeah. around episode we'll probably ever have like this is oh holy shit. we've this got attempted deep. suicides oh yeah. my god <laughs> so this oh guy is the one god. who introduced you to uh fujita fujita yeah yeah <laughs> flash forward to fujita opens the show and he's uh i can't he's just can't. really are you now you're pulling a christian here he's just I'm really sorry. he's obviously a shoot guy and he's no nonsense or whatever he does a lot of no selling for his young opponent Okada and lays. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. It's an, it's an Okada, Kenya Okada. Yeah, not, the, not maybe not the Okada you're hoping for, but yeah, but the Okada you got. <laughs> he lays in some stiff stuff and then does some mat wrestling. But he's, uh, I don't know. I was entertained by this. I'd be apparently he has a match with Tanaka that's really good. But I would enjoy you know watching him one or two more times. But he's not. He kind of looks like an older Ishii. Yeah, that was exactly what I thought. It's definitely yeah. not having those types of uh, matches. No. Wasn't he? Was he IWGP champ for a while? Ishii? What? No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I think he think was. So. Like, man, oh man. I no, think... what? I don't think he's ever been in New Japan. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, he definitely. Yeah, he was in New Japan for a while. I thought they put the belt on him for a while. Let's see. He has been GHC. Heavyweight, he has been, he's a three-time IWGP heavyweight champion. I did not know that he spent time. Yeah. Was this during like a, a no- 2002, like 2004, and 2005. <laughs> this has to be like Inoki era, right? He was a big star in, you know, MMA or whatever. Like he was a big pride guy. So, and that was about the time, that was about the time pride was about to go under and ultimately be purchased by UFC. So I could see him exploring other avenues and them just being excited to have some star power and putting the belt right on him. I mean, it's a, it's about the same time they put the belt on Brock with his, his first night. You know what I mean? Yeah. This was yeah. Um, 2002 to 2005 is yeah. when his reigns were. I'm sure yeah, Noki so like, was yeah. involved and in, I'm sure Noki was involved in his life some way. So the dark ages. Oh yeah. He trained by when he trained for pro wrestling. It was Noki was one of his trainers. So 
Yeah, that's definitely yeah. some Inoki. That's the Ninokiism champion right there. Well, apparently, you know, we're getting a history lesson live. He started wrestling for New Japan the like early to mid '90s. Looks like he did. Like he left to join Rings, maybe. He um, took the he took the belt off our uh, our boy Scott Norton. That was his oh, first really? reign. Oh shit! No, I definitely hate him. So yeah, he's. Uh, <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, it's funny. This is just a chapter of of wrestling history, of Japanese wrestling history I was unfamiliar with. And I guess I should have finished that that book I was reading that I was talking about that details all the major Japanese... uh, I didn't make it into the 2000s yet. Details all the major Japanese um, champions across the big promotion. So what a book, by the way. I'm really enjoying that. Just flipping through it, like when Mm -hmm. I got a few minutes. Well, and yeah, you were right about the Brock Lesnar thing too. That was... uh... He's the the person uh, Lesnar took the belt off. Oh no shit! That's Man, wild. Man. Yeah, just this bizarre little chapter of <laughs> wrestling history that we've uh, yeah. missed out on. Let's see if one day if we can find like his best or his most highly regarded IWGP title match, and we'll check it out. Yeah, sounds good. So Noah, yeah, I mean, um, it looks really good. They've got some talent, and they've got some young talent that's very comparable to what New Japan is working with. That's my that was my first impression. High effort level, good talent. I think the future looks good for those guys. And obviously their main event was veterans primarily. But um it looks like they're talent rich in the youth department. So we could see Noah being a big time player again. Big, big time player. And you know one thing they did with their presentation, I think was smart. They've got the house lights turned down on the crowd so it doesn't look weird with whatever social distancing they're having to maintain. I think New Japan could probably learn from that. I never felt sad looking at the crowd. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that was. Um, I, I I didn't hear the crowd as much as like we usually do during New Japan. Like there's a little bit more clapping, I think, and whatnot during New Japan. But sure, I yeah. think like with the lighting, where like you didn't really see them as much. I actually think it worked better just because like it is kind of depressing when you look at the modern New Japan crowd. Though yeah. apparently they might be. Uh, what was it? Kevin Kelly said, I think the starting next month they might be. Thank you. Yeah, June finally. Third, they might. You might finally be able to hear the crowd, like in their voices. Finally, awesome. which I assume would also apply to these guys too. So yeah, um, definitely going to be looking to watch the big Noah shows. Same, going forward. yeah. And time is always an issue. You know, we're all adults and we've got a lot going on. I'm a dad, and um, Joe, you got a lot going on, and. Fucking our boy, our doc right here, man. He's going to save the country, so. <laughs> well, we'll see about that, but it would be nice. <laughs> Vote Dr. Destruction PhD. Yeah, until they hear Monster President. Pop podcast, and they'll be like, yeah. this was a podcast that <laughs> yeah, that's on. <laughs> you run in politics, and you know, this is the fucking shit that they pull up. <laughs> they get this dragged out to dig up some dirt. It they w- play some clips. They play some clips of me saying some tasteless shit on the commercial. <laughs> This I'm is the people sure. he's friends with. There are people who are uh, far more balls deep in questionable shit that are in politics. That yeah. I think if the, if that day comes, I I think I'll I'll, I'll weather that. You could survive this one. Just so. hire just hire me and as your campaign manager, and we'll work them. We'll work now that, them all, now brother. that now that might be the actual disaster. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ray for AEW. Yeah. All right. So. Dynamite uh, May 18th opens up with Samoa Joe versus a Joker and it, it for the own heart tournament and it is 
Johnny Elite, the former Johnny Morrison, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Mundo, every fucking name under the sun that he's ever had, finally has, you know, this uh, last Infinity Stone in his gauntlet of the Elite. Were uh, you surprised by this, Joey? Um, Yeah, I was pretty surprised. I didn't expect it to be him. Um, I hope, like, uh, this ends up meaning that Taya Valkyrie is coming in. I don't really care for him. I don't think that, I don't think he's bad, but... Um, I thought they actually mm. had a pretty good fucking match, but uh, yeah. I, I'm more interested in Taya Valkyrie than than him. <laughs> so I, 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 I really like him. I was I was really pleasantly surprised because like I mean, we usually we aren't really surprised by like these big debuts. I mean, we called the other Joker like and right. all our predictions for this were obviously wrong because none of us predicted him. We so I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when, he did. We had come... talked about another Johnny, and when I saw Johnny pop up, I thought, oh, nope. <laughs> thought it was like Johnny. <laughs> Not that uh, one. Gargano, yeah. yeah, I was like, no, not that one, not that one, because we we had bandied that one around. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and uh, this was fresh off of his appearance. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught any of this, but there was the Creator Clash. Mm-mm. It it was like this content oh, creator oh, boxing yes, show thing. Yes, yes, he did show up in somebody's corner, right? Yeah, he was like the corner man. Like this this guy called Dad had like this Goldberg esque entrance with Johnny Morrison and it's like his corner man with a couple other people and it was just really weird. I was like, is that fucking Johnny Morrison? And it was and you know, from from that to uh all elite wrestling. So what is Creator Clash at all? It's like it's like a it's like a like a like a MMA it's, thing it's or like a no, YouTube a, boxing. It's like a YouTube like YouTube creators. Like yeah, like uh that sounds maybe horrible. streamers. It was actually pretty boxing. good. Like I mean people How do like, I get really in took on it that? seriously. Yeah, how do you get on? Let me box. I'm gonna box. God, I want to see that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, uh, yeah. So they didn't exactly go super big time with these jokers, but Uh I liked I liked both of them, and they needed people for Joe and Britt to go through. Yeah, and it wouldn't really make sense to debut like a a really big name, or even like it really wouldn't even make too much sense to bring back. You know, somebody who's been gone for a while, like... Um, Miro? Yeah, unless you don't have any yeah, plans for him whatsoever, yeah, just fair. so Joe can go through him. So this made a lot of sense, I think. And they mentioned it was his debut, so yeah, it's his debut, but is he signed? Yeah, he's not signed, so as far as yeah. I know. I haven't seen the graphic or anything, so... Honestly, I, you know yeah. you know what I like about... like Everybody makes jokes about the Johnny thing, and at first when he was like, Johnny Impact, or Johnny this, or Johnny that... I actually think it's pretty cool that he can be Johnny anything and everybody knows exactly who it is. Bloodsport, yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. The Bloodsport one, admittedly, the crowd did seem a little confused who that was at first. Uh-huh. But then, like, when they saw it was them, it was like, oh, yeah. And then, you know, Johnny Bloodsport, they just embrace it. Like, that is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and the, yeah, and the match itself was pretty good. And there was, like, one, you know, it wasn't totally a botch, but he did do a 450 that uh, he landed a little early. And... <laughs> Didn't look. Yeah, that was the only it. sloppy thing in the match, and it wasn't that bad. I went back and watched this match. I was in the car whenever um, y'all started watching it, and so I didn't get to see everything. So I went back and watched this match, and it was much better than I had initially given it credit for. Yeah, it was really smooth and one. I really enjoyed it. It's tough for Joe to have a bad match with with anybody. We've seen it happen, but um, yeah. I knew this. Yeah, I knew right away this was going to be pretty cool. And that's not much. That's not not much of a critique. <laughs> Just yeah. really, right. I thought it was cool. You know, I. Obviously, they need somebody for Joe to go through. This was a good way to do it. I, I enjoyed it. <clears throat> Joe wins, gets attacked by Lethal and company, and 
you know, post-match brawls, you know, that feud is obviously still uh, in the wings at some point. Uh, I don't know if they're waiting for ROH specifically for it or if they're going to fire the trigger on AEW itself. We'll, we'll find out. Nothing. They haven't announced a Joe match on Double or Nothing? Uh, well, no, not yet. I mean, I, I, we assume it's going to be, you know, him and Jay Lethal. Or, That's well, what. I mean, if he wins again oh we'll, we'll get we'll get to it i mean yeah i mean okay like he's going forward oh, that's, dude duh yeah duh he's yeah. in the fucking tournament yeah. he's clearly gonna be in the final yeah no i didn't think so i don't think so no i think no you think kyle o'reilly will yeah end? the reason yeah because they because after the match they uh they beat down joe and then they use the pipe on his arm uh kyle o'reilly is a submission wrestler they're gonna okay, use that good. to they're gonna use that to help uh kyle o'reilly here Right, but you don't think that that's just gonna like really set it up for the final? Uh, no, I don't think so. It could I, be a it could be a suspense builder. You know, it might just be a suspense builder. Like that would be smart. Mm, that oh, he's got the injured so. arm and O'Reilly's going for the arm, but he can't. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, 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 it could be, but I don't think that's what they're going. I think they have, I, and, and yeah. they just signed Kyle O'Reilly to a five year deal. They're not. They extended his contract to five years. He's not gonna tap out without outside interference, regardless of the arm. Either so way, I think, yeah, either, I think, yeah. however it happens, Joe's not going to the finals. I don't see it. Hmm. Does I think anybody gonna, care I, about Adam, like Adam Cole and Kyle Riley? Uh, maybe because that was like thing? a that was a big um, that was a big ROH feud at one time. It was big NXT feud too, but that was a, yeah, that was a big NXT feud as well. Yeah, a hundred. They kind of they did and, kind of immediately wreck on it, and they and they yeah and they tested it was literally right before. Uh, they came to AEW. That was the last feud that they did. And then whenever yeah, uh, Kyle came, he's like, on the way out. "Yeah, yeah." He, he was. He's also. He was also like, um, you know, are, are you know, are we cool? I know, you know, I know that we weren't cool before. Or we've been through some things, but you know, we gotta. We're in a new place, and we gotta navigate it or whatever. There's, there's, there's a precedent for this to happen, and I, I 100% think that's where it's going. All right, I um. It could also be the catalyst that breaks Kyle O'Reilly away from the elite, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish away from the elite, so we can get that Young Bucks uh, that, Red Dragon match. Yeah, Red Dragon. That you know what I'm saying? That they've been yeah. kind of like somewhat teasing for a while. Yeah, I think that's where it's going. Hundred percent. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I just I really feel it. I'm calling that right All now. Right. This I, I put the, I I would put this on my DraftKings. Okay, so you're saying Joe and Lethal at the pay per view. After really Lethal probably cost Joe the, his tournament spot. Yeah. And uh, Kyle O'Reilly, hmm. Adam Cole. Okay. Moving on, we had a Hardy uh, backstage promo. The Bucks come in and mock them. And then Matt Hardy uh, puts over Jeff Hardy ahead of his main event match against Adam Cole and says that he's a real Hardy, not a cosplayer. You know, obviously making fun uh-huh. of the Bucks and their gear. Right. Their Hardy Boy starter kit, whatever. Yeah. Uh, we then have uh, Konosuke Takeshita versus Hangman Adam Page. CM Punk comes out to commentary. He's wearing an abortion rights or human rights shirt. Uh, Excalibur put it over. And then these guys just go off like naming all these like D-list Japanese wrestlers. Apparently this was deeply controversial. Wait, what? D-list? I, I, I'm being a little facetious oh, i mean they're okay, talking okay. about they're talking about like actual like legends and stuff like that but apparently yeah. this was controversial that like why who said that people online were going nuts i what? remember them talking about jun akiyama and jumbo saruta who else yeah. did they mention tenryu tenryu okay yeah and people I mean, said that they were no name disputed legends these yeah. are fucking legends yeah oh fuck oh my god embarrassing 
If, if there's a wrestling fan that thinks that, they should be fucking ashamed of themselves. If you I mean, hear they, those names and you don't know them, go look them up before you open your mouth. I hope there's nobody listening to this fucking show that fucking feels that way. Holy hell. Well, yeah, I mean, like, people in sports do that all the time. Like, they always, like, name, like, all these legends of, like, whatever mm-hmm. game it is. Yeah, Bill Russell. Nobody's like, Bill Russell, the fuck is this fucking bench warmer? Or even if they about? are, like, no one no, no one gets up in arms over it. They're like, yeah. I don't know who that is. But, like, no one gets, like, irrationally upset over it. But, like, I don't know, these, like, I don't know if it's just the tribalism or what, but this was a That's... bizarre-ass controversy. This How week. embarrassing. I want to go through and just block everybody that says some shit like that on Twitter. <laughs> just preemptively block the them The correct all. reaction to have when you hear, hear someone you respect or know giving reverence to someone else is if you don't know who they are is oh shit i don't know who that is i guess yeah i should, I should check that. it out yeah, <laughs> yeah i should check it out what the fuck dude what's wrong with people man that's what did excalibur say about cm punk's t-shirt i i had the sound off at the very well, beginning of this. he was just like that's a nice shirt oh gotcha yeah gotcha. cm punk even said oh my god he got to wrestle tenryu like even cm punk even did yeah. that i remember he yeah. said that on commentary like he put it over too which yeah straight up that's insane <laughs> I'll say before we go into this match, this match was better than most main events I've seen in a while. You know what I mean? Than, than yeah. many main events. This could have been the main event, not only the show, but this is pay-per-view quality match. Takesha is badass. He's fucking awesome. This yeah. is the guy they should put that fucking belt on. Holy shit. I know it's yeah. a partnership thing, but God, he's so good. He's I kind of wish awesome. like this at least had like a pseudo title stipulation. Like, yeah, no one would have bought that like the title was going to mm-hmm. change hands or like they could have done maybe like if an you... eliminator match or yeah. whatever but like i think just adding that like credibility to it would have helped apparently like he called his mom after this match and talked about how he had like the best match of his career or something yeah like and he'd that. never done he'd never done that like Takeshita. Yeah, yeah he's like he, he t- told his mom that he's so proud to be a professional wrestler that the respect that he got and all that kind of stuff and that's awesome well that's he's so getting cool. the respect from me man because uh yeah. I, I feel you talk about you know, because I haven't been exposed to him too much and piggybacking off of what we were just talking yeah. about. My reaction to having not seen him enough is, man, I fucked up. Can you imagine <laughs> yeah. wrestling? Can you imagine wrestling a guy like Tenryu and then, but but that's not the phone call that you make. It's the right. Fucking, it's it's your experience in in front of an American crowd that respects you. I mean, that, like, there might there might be a degree of like, kayfabe going on there, but who cares? Like sometimes this, we're embarrassed of the American fan base, but this is not one of those times. Yeah, like wow. thank you for making him fucking feel welcome. This almost was too early in the show. The rest of the show was really entertaining, but this probably I would have had this as the main event. I mean, it's your oh for sure. It's yeah. your title. Yeah, picture. what the hell? You got CM Punk out there. You've got like this. I'm not going to call it a five-star match or anything. I mean, but, you know, the one thing not- I'll say that was, like, good about it not being the main event is, like, they did c- very clearly run into time issues later on. Mm, yeah. And I'm glad yeah. that they gave this match, like, as much time as it really needed. It might be why they didn't have a lot of time, though. <laughs> it could be. They could have just Fair still enough. put it at the end. Same thing. But, yeah. I, I Yeah, this was fucking awesome. Cash is fucking I'll- rad. Go out of your way to watch this guy. Yeah, my gut reaction to this was like, you know, I think, you know, we we talked a lot about how good his match against Jay Lethal was, but we really put over like Lethal especially. I'm like, man, like this. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I think maybe we undersold how good this guy was. Oh yeah, I yeah. In fairness well, to maybe, me, I didn't. <laughs> and Jay Lethal is as good as we said. Jay Lethal is as good as we said. Adam Page is as good as we know. Mm. And the common denominator here, though, is Takeshita. Mm, and he yeah. is badass. I mean, they're pitting him with people they know will deliver. 
and he's him. a big guy. He's a tall guy. You yeah, know he's I mean? big. Yeah. He's big. Yeah. How old is he? Do we know? He is twenty-six. There you wow. go. So young. Wow. You may, at first glance, because of some of the selling and and stuff, you might want to compare him to Abushi, but Abushi's in his late thirties. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's twenty-six. I mean. This guy might at one time. Abushi has a more agile style too than him. He's like yeah. he's agile, but he wrestles like a more heavyweight. Like he's he's yeah. more of a heavyweight he's style, which yeah. is like just fucking awesome, man. He's but so he good. still is really athletic, and um, I could see some similarities. But I agree with what yeah. you're saying. I think at some point, the way guys get bandied around, oh, Kata's the best in the world, or whatever. I think this guy's headed to that kind of thing. Oh, hell yeah, he is. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think he'll stay with DDT? Do you think he'll stay with them and put them on the map? I mean, he's spending a lot of time here. They do have that partnership. Who knows, dude? If he loved, like, if he if he really, like, I mean, he's really feeling it like he he said he was, like, when he's calling his mom and all that stuff, he's ready to get out of his DDT contract and sign here. (laughs) Who knows? But I hope he shows up on the pay-per-view in some regard. Yeah. Well, I, like, kind of speaking of the DDT thing, because like I know when that partnership was announced, it was like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool. And yeah, you, but, I didn't know how, like, who they were going to have. Is it going to be right, like, silly like, shit? Like, was Yuki Hiko coming in? Like the fucking yeah, like, blow up doll? Yeah, like people were expecting, like you know, like that's the stuff that people really know about from DDT. Is like some of the more goofy stuff. But I'm like, yeah, this guy's like on their programming. Like, yeah, they're, clearly more they, like. <laughs> They pro- there probably is stuff that we probably need to check out from DDT. I think Kenny was putting over, hey, this isn't all just goofy stuff. Like it's a mix yeah. of you know, yeah, um, of everything. Yeah, which and is which is kind of what AEW's modeled after. It's like a fucking mix of everything. There's everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you know, yeah. maybe they. Well, uh, I accuse them sometimes of plunging to the depths of goofiness, but mm. I don't. know. They haven't had the the blow up doll title match or anything. So. <laughs> no, yeah, true, true. All right, so what's next? Uh, we, we then get a Fuego del Sol. Oh, I guess we should well, we had, over. Uh, uh, yeah, we did have yeah. uh, Takeshita uh, Hangman hits the buckshot, then picks him up and hits the GTS. Gotcha, and then you yeah, get the yeah. stare down with him and Punk. Uh, the CM Punk took a shot at Kenta. He yeah, said, uh, he said he, yeah, <laughs> straight up took a shot. He's like, some people get upset when you use their move. I think it's the sincerest form of flattery. <laughs> yeah. That, it may or may not have been a Kenta like shot, that. but it well, he was 100%. like, he's like, he was like, I'm the, you know, that's the move that I popularized. Yeah. So like, yeah, he's that, acknowledging yeah. that he didn't invent yeah. it. Yeah. But. He a hundred percent was was poking at Kenta there, hundred percent. And then he was like, yeah, I mean, he, he just was because there was that there was that situation where he said somebody asked him straight point blank, "Are you interested in a match with Kenta?" And he just mm-hmm. said no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said straight up no. We'll see if that happens. But, yeah, I mean, you know he is. He fucking jacked off to his fucking matches for years. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, then next up, we had a Fuego promo. Uh, he's challenging the House of Black again, this time with Evil Uno and Ten. And that's on Rampage, and we'll talk about that later. We then had uh, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee versus the Workhorsemen. Uh, this was... Kind of what you expected. It was a pretty quick match. Um, Anthony Henry took like most of the heat. JD Drake wasn't in it for too much. Obviously, Swerve and Keefley win. Keefley cuts this just weird promo in his style. They're now a top five team, uh, just like Team Taz. Team Taz interrupts. Ricky compares Keefley to Rex from Toy Story. <laughs> <Of all people. laughs> 
Um, then Jurassic Express comes out, and Christian lays down the challenge. And at the pay-per-view, we'll be having a three-way. And next week, or I guess this week on Dynamite, there's going to be a three-way between Ricky Starks, Jungle Boy, and Swerve. We called that pay-per-view match, didn't we? Straight up. Yeah. We sure did. Drack Kings, what up? I was going to say, I thought they were going to do a a title, uh, or not a title. I thought they were going to do like, the normal title match first, but I guess they abandoned that plan, and they're just moving it to the pay-per-view with the three-way. Didn't Swerve call Ricky Starks a bar of soap with a pearl necklace? Came out wearing like so, yeah. kind of like off-white gear. Also, <laughs> with Starks' glasses and sometimes his cadence, he shouldn't use the word jabroni. You know, he shouldn't. <laughs> he just shouldn't go. He shouldn't make it that obvious. Like there's yeah. things that he, you know, he should stay away from. That was a little too rock esque. It was very. It was very on yeah. those. And it honestly kind of sucks that 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 uh that's how jabroni got popularized it's only like iconic with one person even though it's like a it's a it's a common professional wrestling wrestling term you know it's it's a the rock did that that's a history lesson here like all the know your role stuff that's all pro wrestling terminology and he just used it he's i think he said that like farouk would say all that shit backstage all the time and stuff like that and he just started repeating stuff that rick that uh farouk said which is fucking kind of cool but yeah you know it's weird like i i heard i've heard people like during my time wrestling, I heard like people use it as like uh, the way that it's supposed to be used all the time. Sure. So, thanks, Rock, for ruining it for everybody. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. He does like already have a very uh, Rock esque look to him, to say yeah. the least. And yeah, like using the terminology kind of does maybe make it a little bit more explicit than it needs to be. Yeah, you should be careful. <laughs> But, I mean, people have already been saying that, and he didn't. He didn't. He like go off on Twitter about it one day, and I think he was just being silly. But yeah, he 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 did uh, make a comment about it. He's like, he's like, just because I don't wear like like athletic shorts and Adidas t-shirts or whatever the fuck, he's like, he's like, I can't wear a turtleneck and a chain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, it's a good style. I can't blame the guy. Yeah, he's he looks. We love Ricky Starks around here, so. Uh, we then get a promo backstage uh, with Tony Schiavone with Chris uh, Statlander and Red Velvet. Uh, this was weird. Uh, Red or uh, Chris Statlander has been kind of repackaged, and I don't know what her like. I guess she's still an alien because Jade yeah. makes fun of her and calls her the alien girl, but it seems more so like she's a robot. Like she, her promo is delivered with like the exact same cadence that like. WWE interviewers have like where they like always a, sound robotic. Where like, like I'm going to beat you in the match tonight or yeah, tomorrow bad. night. I'm re- it's yeah, it was really bad. Uh, Velvet was fine, but yeah, like I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of Chris's promo deliveries. With that said, um, her wrestling is fantastic. She's one of the better best wrestlers on the roster. I think uh, one of the best women's wrestlers on the roster. Yeah, we'll talk about that more when we get to uh, Rampage. Uh, we then got the MJF uh, lashings of Wardlow. <laughs> this segment was, uh, I thought it was pretty awesome. So top tier. <laughs> Wardlow's carted out. Uh, MJF hits him with the first lash. He just laughs. He you know pauses for a minute, hits him again. He just no sells it. And then MJF just starts like losing his mind, just lashes him um, up to like the eight count. He's like screaming, like Spears has to like hold him back, and he's like, "I know it hurts, like damn it, you know, like sell it." He's like, like, "I hate you, I hate, I hate you, you. <laughs> I hate yeah. you so much." It was great. This was incredible. I love yeah. that. Like, and, and then like, you know, kicking him in the balls and him showing that like 
because the, the next lash that came after that and then, and then of course as as a heel mjf got a few extra lashes he got yeah. more than more than 10 and like oh that was fucking awesome and then he finally started selling the last couple and perfect perfectly done because i don't think you want i don't think you want this guy that's kind of unbeatable to be really unbeatable you want him to like have some kind of human side so people can still get behind him yeah, it was like and, when uh, uh, Spears took the belt that yeah. he like kind of sold the ninth, the ninth lash, yeah. and then then the low blow happened, and then MJF, you know, and them just went nuts, and Spears hit the finisher and whatnot, and this MJF just, did the three count. I want to know who put this segment together because that was like masterfully done. Yeah, this is really good. Just, I fuck. Warlow's rise has been really fun to watch. All right, what did you think about this, Dave? I mean, I agree with everything you said. And I think that especially the second half of the Wardlow rise has been really good because I wasn't digging it at first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, MJF was, was brilliant. What else is new? Right. Water is wet. Water is wet. We knew that they were going to have to get over on Wardlow before the pay-per-view because he was yeah. getting the upper hand and all, you know, against, he was squashing or, you know, decisively beating all of the big guy opponents they were laying in his wake. We yeah. knew they were going to have to get over on him. I don't know what's going to happen in the cage match. Obviously, Wardlow's going to win that. I am just so excited to see what the, the ideas that they have for this match. Like, they've got to, it's got to be bigger than just them squashing MJF or something. You know, it's got to be, yeah. it's got to be something really interesting that's going to keep us like nail, like fucking biting our nails. I'm stoked. Well, this I is- mean, I, I think the, the, the conclusion's sort of foregone. I mean, the stipulation is he can never sign an AEW contract. Right. Oh, yeah. Obviously, oh, for K-Fabe, sure. But. Yeah, for sure. Maybe he signs an ROH contract. <laughs> he still loses size of ROH contract. I feel like oh such a God. downgrade, to be honest. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> uh, speaking speaking of ROH, though, we that's a good segue to the next segment. Uh, Trent Beretta and Rocky Romero challenge FTR for the ROH titles. Uh, they said they want to win the ROH, IWGP, and AEW titles, and the challenge is laid, and FTR accepts later. Uh, we then had um, the last uh, semi-final match for the uh, Owen Hart tournament. It was Kyle O'Reilly versus Ray Phoenix. This was another really good match. I think this is the best I've seen uh, Kyle O'Reilly in AEW. This was really good. There was just a lot of cool reversals, some crazy dives from Phoenix. I like that he you know, submitted him with the arm that we saw horribly maimed in that uh table spot months ago yeah, and that yeah, was really so, solid. so gruesome ray phoenix i think in my mind he was a little bit in the shadow of penta just because i was so taken by penta but ray phoenix is as good he still he is as good but he's still kind of in the shadow in terms of like a viable singles like uh like success story yeah penta i think knows how to like present himself better yeah he really does yeah yeah i mean he's got the louder gimmick for sure but Ray Phoenix, I think, in the the match against Dante, which is one of my favorite match TV matches of this year, and just a sea of great AEW yeah. TV matches. And this, I'm not that big of a fan of Kyle Kyle O'Reilly. I I think he's good, but yeah. um, the second half of this match especially really picked up. Ray always surprises me. He, you know, he's obviously a lucha guy that can work American style with the best of them. He's another guy whose stock, in my mind, has come up, and uh, I'm. Excited to see him in any single situation from here on out where I yeah. might not have been as high on that before. Obviously, I love the tag team and I love Death Triangle. I'm fine with, with him doing that. But, man, he holds his he holds his own in every regard. Like, I, he's not the low end of anything. Yeah, like right. near, the en- yeah, near the end, there was that Hurricane Rana to the outside that was really awesome. And 
I really liked when he he goes for a cutter, and that's like the finish is like Kyle O'Reilly reverses it to an armbar. I've never seen anything like that before. That was really cool. Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly is really good, and we don't give him enough credit, to be honest, as far as his in-ring prowess goes. It's everything else that we're kind of not liking, and... The, to be fair, I think he cut a like I don't. It wasn't an amazing promo on Rampage, but it was at least like it was the first time I've seen him cut a promo that I was like, "That's yeah, that wasn't embarrassing." I thought Kyle O'Reilly was really good, and then I didn't watch him for a while because I stopped watching NXT, and so it there had been some gap there yeah. for me and his well, AEW stuff thus far until really, really until this match. I I'm talking about in ring. Like obviously we have problems with his mm-hmm. promo and his character or whatever but in ring until this match i think is had been disappointing and yeah. i'm starting to wonder did i have this guy overrated well overrated my mind well a the fucking the whole entire undisputed era uh, fucking adam cole included all have a fucking like like the wwe stink on them for for whatever mm. reason more than others that have come over from over there i don't know why it just seems like they went like more all in on uh being about that life or something i have no idea mm. like how to even explain it but sure um, they just have this stink on them that I just don't like seeing them. But, I see what you're uh, saying. They're winning me back, especially yeah. Kyle O'Reilly was winning me back here. And, you know, maybe he has to kind of find his footing too. you know, kind of adjust to what they're doing and stop being that weird, silly thing and be a serious wrestler like, you know, we know he can be. Next up, we had the Jericho Appreciation Society and the Blackpool Combat Club confrontation. Judas cuts up. Uh, Judas Jericho cuts off his Judas music uh the crowd keeps singing he tells him to shut up he doesn't like it uh you know kind of a reverse of the similar situation we had when he was a baby face uh and he just like goes all in on these guys he calls yeah. Regal a world-class idiot says he's been addict. fired everywhere he's worked for an addict yeah world-class addict yeah and then uh like just runs everyone else down says that you know Daniel Bryan's a nerd and he's gonna end up being like a drug addict and gonna have to join mox's program for that yeah he went uh, he went ham yeah. and this was edge of your seat stuff this was must watch tv and i wasn't necessarily looking forward to it but when it was going on i was so entranced this was so entertaining and jericho one one term that he used that is really funny whenever i hear it uh I think he's referring to lewds, but he said you'll be he'll be shoving down the disco biscuits. Oh yeah, <laughs> that term yeah. is fucking hilarious. Um, then uh, Regal like responds, and he points out that every locker room he's ever been in, he has taken Jericho's toothbrush and shoved it up his ass. <laughs> well, that was that was the. Uh... That was because, like, the uh, the thing whenever uh, Jericho pissed in Regal's coffee when he was commissioner yeah. in WWE. Yeah, and, and remember, he pointed that out, too. Another thing that people, like, forgot is they had a fucking WrestleMania match, a singles match. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they straight up Jericho's had a fucking... weird where, like, he had, like, all these, like, WrestleMania singles matches that, like, just seemed to be collectively forgotten. It was good. I remember it was good, too. I know, too. like, that's the weird thing. And he, he, referenced, he referenced one of the moves because, like, uh... Uh, Danielson did that top rope underhook uh, suplex, and that was a move that he did to him in that match. I remember that. Did you mention that he referenced the Moxley rehab stint? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said yeah, yeah, Danielson that, yeah. would uh, and we'll have to join him in the program soon enough. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. They they cut to a reaction shot of someone in the crowd who just couldn't believe he fucking said that. That was such <laughs> yeah, a great. <laughs> that was such. That was. That was so fortuitous that they got that shot right there. Yeah. 
I, I liked the uh, two, like, so when, like, Regal talks about, you know, he shoved a toothbrush up his ass, then uh, Daniel Garcia cuts, and he's like, that's disgusting, like, how dare you do that? And, like, just his character, like, work, I, like, it's subtle, but I appreciate just how much of, like, a dork Daniel Garcia comes well, across. Well, he's he was, like, the serious wrestler, and, like, yeah. he's going all in on, like, building his personality, and, you know, this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Like, this is, like, this is, like, Eddie Guerrero doing the Mamacita shit. Like being the great serious wrestler, and now he's doing something to like kind of bring out his like his personality and like completely like. God, I I hate dude that I hate I hate, hate that so right bad. wait you're right hated it <laughs> or I not like. you're right but hated it or not like this is what brought out Eddie Guerrero that's what brought out Eddie Guerrero's personality like good or bad this is what made him like kind of get out of his shell that way and he's mm-hmm. even said that himself and like. Uh, this is like that for Ed, for Daniel Garcia, and he's going all in the way fucking Eddie did. Yeah, and like uh, the hat like really helps sell it too. And you you mentioned it last yeah. week as well, but it's just it just makes him look like this like sports entertainment geek. And yeah, I I like it. I mean, it's it's it's, it's fantastic, and this is gonna this will ultimately lead to like Daniel Garcia probably being more comfortable, and it probably will take his career to the next level. Like whenever he's not doing this anymore you know he's gonna be different and he'll just he'll be that much better of a professional wrestler and not just in the ring and then uh jericho challenges them to a stadium stampede match which before he even finishes the sentence mox just cuts him off and says no sports entertainment bullshit like oh, he said he said nah <laughs> i ain't doing that shit yeah i ain't yeah. doing that shit yeah. no sports so, entertainment bullshit. Yeah, what, so, uh, so funny another thing about what i was just saying like who do you guys think there's other people that can benefit by a fucking mamacita thing or a fucking like what Daniel Garcia is doing, like maybe Jungle Boy, for instance. The mamacita thing came across to me as like really crass and like a you're trash right. kind of way. You're, and, you're uh, right, but, but but you're missing my I point. Think, I think. No, I, I see your point. I see your point, yeah. but I just want to. I want that specific example makes it really right. hard for okay. me to even draw the comparison. I almost. I see what you're saying. Yeah, let's talk about that. Any any names come to mind? That Jungle could, Boy is the first one that comes to my mind. I thought about that, but I mean, he's also already has a fucking Tarzan gimmick, and he's not doing much with it. Like that's right. crazy. Like over yeah. the top, and he's not doing but much. He's with also that, so still let's move like on. he's also still like a, a white meat baby face with that. You know, maybe maybe like Dante Martin, and I see Dante him, Martin. Yeah, I see him. You know, he tried to show a little bit more personality and the the promo he did with Matt Seidel. Oh my god, god. Matt, yeah. Matt Seidel is like Matt Seidel reminds me of when uh, Silent Pictures moved to sound. <laughs> a lot of guys <laughs> lost their career because of Silent Pictures. Can we just uh, talk about that for a minute? Where like, because that was the next segment. But, like, God, like. He's cut promos before, and I didn't think anything of it. Like, but yeah. holy shit, he came across like the biggest dork on the face of the planet. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Wheeler like, Yuta. Everything, like everything, dude. <laughs> everything you said about Wheeler Yuta, that was like it was like Wheeler Yuta on steroids. Yeah, it really. Yeah, is. we're, we're gonna okay. challenge the yeah. Blackpool Combat Club to a match. Yeah. <laughs> didn't I make a joke about it while we were watching too? Yeah, we, we, we just we buried it while we were watching. Yeah, it. Yeah, while like, we were watching. <laughs> yeah, like, it was hey it guys, was a contrast. Let's it was it was a contrast. Yeah, <laughs> it was a contrast thing too because I think you went from mock sounding like fucking a John Carpenter like yeah badass like <laughs> vampire killer guy to fucking 
to that. That was just a crazy contrast, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, and then you had, like, you know, you had the stuff, too, with, like, Jericho sort of, like, trying to stir the pot with the group. I did, like, one shot that he threw. Like, he's like, you know, like, Mox, you had that, you know, eye for an eye match with, uh, I can't remember if it was Santana or Ortiz. He's like, you remember the eye for the eye match that was actually good? which yeah. was a shot at WWE, but like, yeah, like yeah. there was just, that segment was so like, you know, just raw and kind of edgy with like Mox and Eddie. And then you, did we talk about how it broke down with Danielson and, and Eddie? Did we talk about that? Because remember they ended up in a shoving match. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah because, because he, like he was like, Eddie was just like, I don't, I don't want to wait till the pay and go after him right now. And after they left and Danielson like tried to hold him back and then, yeah, they got into a, little bit of yeah, a skirmish. Yeah, because Jericho was like, hey, remember he called you lazy and blah, 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 and you, you called him a judgmental yeah. prick, and he's like, you are. Yeah. And like you said, he wanted to, whatever, Eddie wanted to go, and Danielson held, held it back, and they ended up pushing and shoving and, like, setting up future programming. Yeah, that's some one of those fucking awesome AEW things where they fucking put these little tiny things in there and, like, sprinkle things in that are going to be, lo- that are going to pay off long term. And that in short term, notice. it's, yeah, in short term, it's building suspense, like, can these guys yeah. work together? Yeah, exactly. It, it serves so many purposes. Yeah. And fuck, man, like like I said, we called it before, like everything is leading to Eddie winning the world championship. Everything's I feel like everything is like uh All roads building lead around to Eddie. Eddie right now. Yeah, everything is building around Eddie. Let's see if it's this. Let's see if it's he'll turn CM Punk wins the title faces Kenta as an opponent he can definitely beat for the title at Forbidden Door. Uh-huh. And then starts what you know the long program directly with eddie for the title and with eddie ultimately going over probably next year i think there'll be some other things i don't think it'll be that quick i think i think we're going to see like a high profile feud between him and danielson i think everybody's gonna either destroyed eddie or he's they're gonna start putting him over because jericho's already put him over they've already started that jericho put him over and the maybe maybe danielson's gonna put him over maybe he's gonna finally start beating these people that have denied him all these years and he's going to make it to CM Punk and probably lose, but get another match and then finally win. I could see that fucking happening. I think that chase goes on until next year. And I could see Punk holding the belt until next year. Easy. So. I could too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, let's see if, I mean, short term, I'm, I'm thinking he'll turn Punk, beats Paige, then he faces Kenta at Forbidden Door and beats him and then he'll start whatever programs but the Eddie thing will really start simmering if maybe on the back burner but it'll be simmering until we finally get you know when they'll do whatever their own things are until we finally get the direct program that ultimately leads to Eddie holding the championship belt and wow yeah we call it a lot can go wrong injuries can happen yeah a lot can go Mm -hmm. on in the business behind the scenes But but Yeah, let's see. Hangman's ended up working out, you know? Yep. yep yeah. That's true. Now, do you think Eddie Kingston could benefit from a Mamacita gimmick? No, he's there. <laughs> I know. I was just oh my God. Yeah, uh, no, he's, yeah, not at all. He's already there. <laughs> like, he's going after, um, what's her name? What's uh, Brit's Heater? Who's Brit's Heater? Fuck, I just forgot. <laughs> Jamie Hater? <laughs> Jamie Hater? No, 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 no. Oh, no. Rebel? Rebel, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God>. No. <laughs> Or no, little, who's the, the who's shimmy? the fucking who's the Joshi that he was like always like putting over? Oh, uh, Lulu Pencil. Yeah, Lulu Pencil. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Joking aside, yeah, he definitely is not one of those people. He's there. He's already there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So moving on, we then had kind of spoiled it at the top of the hour, but Britt Baker versus Maki Ito for the Owen Hart tournament. She got a big pop. I liked the you know they 
referenced like yeah last time Aki Ito was here she teamed up with Britt Baker so they you know they hugged uh I think you were on a delay watching this so like I think your reactions were a little delayed Joey <laughs> so like she immediately like lays down so like the yeah. match is like oh like you know finger poke a doom I and... wish that would have been better <laughs> but like uh, I've never been so pumped and disappointed to see a wrestler <laughs> like show up at the exact same time well, she is the shits. She is the yeah, shits. Yeah. She is a hundred percent. She could benefit from like a what's the opposite of a fucking Mama Cita fucking uh, <laughs> gimmick? Go. She becomes a young boy. Yeah. She. Oh, yeah. God. She learns. She goes to the wrestling school. <laughs> she has to just wear like a black singlet and just her finisher is a crab and. She, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that. I don't think that's like a good idea. She's maybe. Yeah. It's, it's a joke, but yeah, she's a she's the drizzling shits in the ring. She's awful. I mean, uh, she she could you know maybe do like get like a Danhausen type spot, right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But true. I will say her comedy stuff actually gets a reaction out of me, like a good Same reaction. Here. I think she's yeah. super yeah. funny and good at I it. I love it. I love yeah. I love Maki Ito, and also just I just hate. I think her. I think she's terrible in every in way the ring. other than when she. But was, I yeah. love everything about her character. I love everything about her gimmick. Uh, everything, all that stuff. It's well, just... she would, she could have Toriano kind of matches. Yeah, essentially. Be, but of but, course, but, but Yano Toriano can actually. Toriano yeah, can beat. Yeah, Toriano, you can believe beating somebody. I, I knew you were gonna say that, but <laughs> still, like usually when he beats people, it's with shtick and tape right. him up and stuff. Um, I think she could do that. And that's kind of what this was. But her comedy stuff is so entertaining. <laughs> it's so entertaining. Yeah. Her timing is so perfect. I love that her like her gimmick is really unique. She's an idol that she's a her gimmick is literally failure and didn't she fucking she missed the kokeshi twice <laughs> well she was, no usually she, she went for it and brit rolled and she kind of yeah. like shuffled over a little bit and hit it and it was pretty good oh, okay yeah i was trying to think what the perfect format for her would be and, and what i was trying to think was i i don't know of any other avenue which yeah i'm not sure it's pro wrestling but i don't know where else it could be but pro exactly yeah yeah Uh, because where else could it possibly be than than pro wrestling yeah there's no vaudeville there's there's no there's not like there's no comedy (laughs) yeah there's uh, where i mean like where physical comedians thrived you know what i mean yeah Yeah. i just there's really no place for him to do it and literally the only thing i could think of was if she was cut directly into an animated cartoon and it was her and her co-stars were all animated, goofy cartoon characters. Yeah. That's the like literally the only thing I could think of. Like a live action cartoon mix, like animation mix. Like if she had a you know, a show. With that said, okay, Riho is a better wrestler than her. Like yes. do you would you rather Absolutely. see a Maki Ito match or a, a Riho match? Let's say <sighs> Would you rather see a Maki Ito versus Jamie Hayter match or a Riho versus Jamie Hayter match? That's um, a really good question. We're already seeing the Riho Jamie Hayter match. True, it wasn't bad, but uh, I, I'd rather see. I, I think like a Maki Ito Jamie Hayter match just sounds like it would be fun, be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because right now I'm thinking like, oh, she's gonna do her her stuff, and it's really funny, and it's over with me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that, Ito that, right now. And that's we the thing is like much of guys like us who love pro wrestling, we would rather see a worse wrestler that's really fun to watch than a, a better wrestler that's not so fun to watch. I mean, I don't think well, she's as yeah. bad. I mean, I, I definitely am higher on Riho than like you are. I think, 
Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, for me, it's not like you know an indictment on her that I'd rather see Ito. It's just that like right. we've seen a lot of her too, so that's, that's yeah, yeah, in AEW, so that's not really fair, I guess. You're burying Ito in the ring, but uh, I I can't remember the exact count, but uh, on this was mentioned last year that she had as many um, highly rated matches on Cage Match as Tomohiro Ishii. No, <laughs> what? I'll have to find this again. Cause no, I, this can't yes. be true. Well, you know, that's just... High-rated matches by... That's like by, going, to, that's like going to Rotten Tomatoes to find out like what the best movies are. Like, you yeah, know, fair people enough. People just with whatever taste. And I would trust... And, and like I know like if we're talking about reviews, I would trust like a Meltzer more than like right. whoever yeah. runs Cage Match. Sure. Or somebody because with Meltzer, like you you know his tastes mm-hmm. and what he likes and historically exactly. if you follow it long enough and you can adjust for your own taste if that Yeah, makes I don't sense. know who runs Cage Match and uh, no offense. Well it's, 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 it's user match, ratings. Yes, it's, it's user, user ratings. ratings. So it's just oh, okay. like the oh, crowd. Yeah, yeah, so you have like some fucking some fucking weebs that uh yeah, 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 <laughs> they yeah. jack off to Maki Ito matches or whatever. And draw like Maki Ito hentai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I can see that. Well, well, yeah. So Britt obviously goes over. She yeah. She uses like the middle finger to get into her finisher. Yeah, the lockjaw, and then yeah. uh, Tony Storm comes down. And you get that confrontation, and this kind of it made me feel like honestly, I would rather that. I wish that was like the final as opposed to the semifinal. I feel mm. like the brackets weren't totally done like amazingly for the women's tournament. I feel the same way with the men's tournament. Honestly, yeah, it's just it's, it feels like a really short tournament. It, and it is. It's an eight-man yeah. tournament, so it's yeah. like... I mean, it's if you counted the qualifiers, it's a bit longer, but... It's seven It's seven matches. It's a seven-match tournament from beginning to end, and they're spreading it out over... You know, Maybe we're spoiled weeks. by the G1 and the fucking... New you know, Japan Cup. Yeah, the New just, Japan Cup. I don't know, there's but... A me, there's a happy medium, I think. There needs to be a medium, yeah, because New well, Japan Well, yeah, I mean, New Japan much. Cup, we, we bitched constantly about how long that was Yeah, this and year. now we're bitching about how short this one is. Yeah, there's got to be some sweet spot. Or yeah. they could, if they would have done Honestly, it all in one day, if like like we talked about, it yeah, would, that would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, past well, past tournaments, past New Japan Cups were much shorter than this year's, yeah. and uh, those were great. Those were fantastic. I remember being on the edge of my seat watching ZSJ going through with uh, Taka sure, as sure. his fucking mouthpiece yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. That was yeah. awesome, and loving every fucking minute of it. And we liked this year's New Japan Cup once it got down to you know the round of sixteen. So yeah, true. That's probably sixteen is probably the Maybe sweet 16, spot for yeah. wrestling tournaments. Yeah, yeah. So Tony Schiavone's out there. He does the company business. Then uh, Serena Deep interrupts him. She's mad that he said that he she couldn't beat uh, Rosa. Calls out Dustin as well, and you know because he predicted that Rosa would win. Does this whole thing. She runs him down. At one point, she says that Jr. might be the only one with brains around here. Uh, to quote uh, Jr., I highly doubt it. This was <laughs> fine, but like she's like kind of an awkward promo. But I think what she was saying was mostly good, and like I think helped you know build some heat for this match. I mean, yeah, sure, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's you, weird. Like, yeah, I, it's it w- weird because I think Serena Deeb's a great wrestler. It's so weird. I don't know, man. Nothing when, has got um, me excited about this match. So. When Dustin picked up Rosa to hold her back, like she looked like a little kid. He's so tall, but she ended up hitting him with like an elbow that he sold. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, re- I was really glad they didn't do you know an angle where Dustin was like pissed that she elbowed him or whatever. You yeah, know, that was that was smart just to have him be like, yeah, I know you're keyed up, so like whatever. That was good, but that's 
really the only thing I got out of this, other than they are um, setting up Deeb to not win the uh, women's championship. <laughs> <Straight> <laughs> <up>. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, <laughs> and then the main event was Adam Cole versus Jeff Hardy, the own heart tournament. At yeah. this point, they're clearly running out of time. They are speed running this match, oh, but yeah. they fortunately had an out with the fact that Jeff Hardy was in a brutal match the prior week and was able to sell that he was still, you know, the shit beaten out of him. So At the Adam Cole was up. able to take advantage, beat him. Bucks come out, beat the shit out of uh, the Hardys afterwards. Uh, or they, they distract them to give Cole a, uh, a cheap shot. You did get um, <laughs> a Sting and Darby try to come out to make the save. Red Dragon gets them, uh, hits this really nasty total elimination, or high-low as they call it, on Darby. And uh, Dynamite quickly goes off the air with JR saying a tragedy has occurred. I don't yeah, know about they, that. But... They, take, they take Sting out, too. Yeah. yeah. Sting's a really weird... He no sells uh, a chair shot first. Yeah, and then uh, what did the box like super kick him, and it, it just like looked oh, really yeah. weird. Well, well, well none like the, the the yeah the the their feet didn't come near where it should have, and like even to work it, and it was so bad, and he fucking bumped like a fucking melting snowman. In <laughs> that's the exactly. Summer. Yep. yep, that's a good way to put it. Exactly. I stole <laughs> I I stole that from from uh, Brian and Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, we need to we need to find that match that they were talking about. There was yeah. Jobber. We we found what's his name again? Paul Weeks or something like that. Yeah, Paul Weeks. Yeah, we we found a different match with him, which was a match against of all people Owen Hart. It was a tag match, so it was the New Foundation versus him and some other Jobber. But that was that was an interesting thing to watch. But yeah, next up we've got AEW Rampage. May 20th, we open up with the House of Black vs. Dark Order and Fuego. Uh, this pretty much went exactly the same way as their prior outing. I mean, it was a slightly different configuration of the Dark Order, but mm. Fuego keeps tagging himself in, keeps getting wrecked. Uh, there was one point where he did it and just immediately, like, it was like this hot tag, and he just immediately ate shit, and Evil Uno just, like, looked really fucking disappointed in him, and I liked that. I thought that was a nice little touch. Buddy mocked Penta uh, in the match, so clearly kind of building, like, that might be a match that emerges after their, you know, trios feud. Eventually, Brody King hits the Gonzo Bomb on Evil Uno and wins. There was one line from Chris Jericho where he said that it should be 1 in 10 or Uno and Diaz, because it's inconsistent right now. I have one. Uh, the only note I have for this match, and you mentioned Evil Uno looking disappointed when... Fuego couldn't do anything with a hot tag, but Evo Uno got a hot tag and he like had trouble. <laughs> he had trouble getting into the ring. Oh yeah. And, and guys, I can't remember. I think Buddy Matthews had to stand there and wait for him to like stumble through the ring so he could like take his offense. Oh my god. So I just want to tell you guys, if we're ever on opposite sides of a tag match and I get a hot tag and but have trouble getting in the ring like that. Just don't let me get any offense in. Just douse that fucking hot tag. <laughs> Make it the coldest tag of all time. Yeah, don't don't stand there. Just come fucking hit me. Yeah, like I, I like Evil Uno, but he does have some really funny uh, botches for like stuff like yeah. that. I, the one that stands out most to me is there was a battle royale where like Marco Stunt did like this Hurricane Rana. He just like the way he sold it, like it, it was like this delayed reaction, and then he just like ran into like the ring post and fell out the ring. That was a botch. I thought yeah. he was like trying to bump funny or something. No, well, because, like because like, the timing was awkward because he like suddenly like he like didn't like move forward much, and then just all of a sudden like hyper accelerated. Oh my god! 
the gif is out there. It's pretty, it's pretty good to watch. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see that. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to bring that it's, up it's, after that's this. so crazy. It doesn't even sound like a botch. It sounds like just uh, it. Trying to be hilarious. <laughs> if when you see it, you'll know. After this, uh, Death Triangle comes out. Penta unveils a tombstone where they formally challenge them to double or nothing, which we kind of predicted uh, last time. They were on the. That Pre-show shit was buy-in. the most styrofoam shit looking shit I've ever seen. It was, <laughs> it was. It's a spray painted ass styrofoam. Party it was City so Tombstone. That yeah. full blown Party City. Uh, commentary. The, the commentators kept trying to like put it over as like, oh, it's a tombstone. Like, oh my God. <laughs> this is like. <laughs> They're going to kill him and put him under there. <laughs> yeah, oh just, my God. It was a little like, I was like, you know, usually you don't treat me like an idiot on this program, but I kind of feel like we're skirting the line here a little bit. Next up, we have uh, a backstage with uh, your guys' favorite faction. The Gun Club is there. Anthony Bones was injured on Dark. I, I believe he was injured before. This was just like an angle to like formally injure him. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, having this team meeting. And, you know, Gun Club's just like, you know, Father, what are we going to do? Papa, what are we going to do? And then uh, the only person that Billy Gunn seems to care about is... Uh, the members of the acclaimed and he's like you know daddy what are we gonna daddy, do daddy yeah, yeah. <laughs> which obviously feels a little different from there and they said that you know chin up when uh bowens comes back they'll have a big scissor party and <laughs> that was that did you notice billy I, gunn's shirt said i guess it's like a gym shirt and it said if it moves it's a rep <laughs> yeah oh, i didn't that see too, that yeah. no. <laughs> um i i i don't know what the fuck like why are they being so corny i mean da- like the daddy stuff is kind of the daddy stuff is funny, but the scissor stuff is weird, and they're running with it, man. And uh, it's it's like stinks of um, it stinks of Monday shit. Night Raw, yeah, yeah, it stinks of shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, they went from being like one of my favorite things to see to like, why are they doing this? Well, I mean, I said I was going to do his next like live rap. I was just gonna like reiterate on the show and he has not been on a single episode where he actually does yeah, a rap you, of dynamite yeah. sense like what the fuck you can't come do on your, tony you can't do your corny white maybe guy, uh... maybe th- maybe that was the proof they need that's the proof that they are watching the show like tony khan like heard that he's like fuck he's I like i don't what, he's like i can't I let these white guys shit. do that it's like i don't want to hear it yeah, it's like the the world the world can't be exposed to that we then had sean spears versus a giant, which turns out to be Big Demo, apparently taking a break from CYN. This was just a quick John Spears squash match again. I don't know why they're. Bothering. I hope. <laughs> I hope Braun Strowman gets fucking mad and like you know they're not letting him use any AEW talent. Yeah. He's like you're like no, AEW's stealing CYN talent or something <laughs> like that. I hope that fucking happens. This is what they do for Wardlow's opponents. They build them up the week before but this is two weeks in a row that's right yeah so they're both I mean, they, they know spears they've got a, a lot to do to convince you that yeah. sean spears is a fraud i hope that yeah. sean spears actually gets some fucking shit in this time though there'll be some there'll be some shtick and some hijinks yeah there'll be some cheating and uh they're they'll probably hurt him i think ultimately he'll kind of be standing tall into the camera before uh you know the pay-per-view we'll see you think but, so yeah but i'm just saying like i think he'll have you know, he'll overcome and get a little bit of a shine back. Before oh, yeah. Game. Oh, I thought you meant like Sean Spears. I was like, what? No, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Sean Spears Sorry. would be t- stand at all. I don't know about that. <laughs> Never. Not a chance. This is just the utilitarian thing they've been doing the last month and a half or so. Yeah. Building up his opponents, feeding them guys, 
So then Wardlow, whatever. So they look like a, like you said, more viable threat, more utilitarian stuff. And here was Big Damo with his George the Animal Steel look. Yeah, he looked, he looked, I didn't even recognize him at first, but they're like, oh, Big Damo. I'm like, oh, yeah. He's not bad. What was his name in NXT when he was in the... Killer Dane. Yeah, or Killian, Killian Dane. Killian, Killian Dane, Dane that's yeah, right, Killian. yeah. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, they don't let him have the name Killer. And fucking <laughs> yeah, so that's that's not PG. Uh, next up, we have the undisputed elite backstage. Kyle O'Reilly jokes that uh, he hopes Re- Legas is ready for a finger poke of doom, which is a big reason why I do not think he's going to beat Samoa Joe. <laughs> uh, and the Bucks lay down the challenge for the Hardys at double or nothing. Uh, then we had Red Velvet versus Chris Stantlander for the Owen Hart tournament. Uh, Ruby Soho was on commentary. I did not recognize her voice at all here. Like she doesn't, she didn't sound the same that she does in the promos at all. It was kind of weird. But uh, the match itself was, uh, I, I thought it was pretty good. It was, it, it felt a little weirdly paced. Like, it, like it felt like they were kind of like using Chris as sort of like this monster at first. Like just kind of like the way she was no selling and doing like all these big moves that were like really exciting to watch. Uh, Jericho gave uh, Red Velvet Sports Entertainer of the Week, which is the minute I knew for sure that she was losing. Uh, Chris wins. Uh, the baddies come in and beat her down. Another fun Jericho line. He said that that's why they're not called the goodies. I think the gimmick that Statlander is doing is still kind of terrible, vague, and whatever. I The gist of it is that it's more serious. I, yeah. And that's the only thing that matters, really. So I'm trying to just focus on that and not... <laughs> Yeah, like, there's no, like, she didn't have, like, Orange Cassidy with her at ringside or any of the other best friends. Yeah. She's really good, and, like, but, I I mean, I don't know why they needed to, like, change her music up so much, like. This isn't the kind of match that I think you should have if you're kind of, like, debuting someone with a new gimmick either. Like, it just kind of ended a little too competitively. Like, I don't know why you don't, like, why does it end with a roll-up? Like. Yeah. Well, they also, they've been using her on Dark and stuff like that, but. But still, like you know, the 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 general audience hasn't really seen her with like this look much. So like, it's just weird to me. And it's like Red Velvet's a goon. Like she can take a clean loss. Like you don't have True. to like... straight up. Uh, that you're dead on with that. Yeah, she's become a goon. You're right. I think they need to remember that. So when yeah, when they're beating her down and Ruby Soho runs into the ring, she has a couple more cartoon character expressions. Speaking <laughs> of, maybe she can guess appear on like Makito's like live action <laughs> match. Yeah. We also get a case of Joey's favorite uh, motion in all of wrestling from Ruby Soho. Wait, what is the it? The ramp run. Oh, the, yeah, we got a good ramp <laughs> okay. run there. The, the ramp run was funny, Dude. but I couldn't... It was more of like a ramp shuffle. I couldn't yeah. focus on anything other than Ruby Soho's jeans, and I wonder... <laughs> the only, she had to have gotten those at Rue 21 in some strip mall. <laughs> What were the what were those? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they're kind of they're kind of like baggy, but not really. And she had like the belt hanging down. It looked like one of those little belt jeans combo that you can get like two for thirty five. <laughs> Twenty one. Oh, then shit. probably the most shocking thing about this match uh, during that beatdown, you know, Ruby makes the save as she said, and then followed by Anna J. And then commentary quickly announces. We're getting Anna J versus Jade Cargill for the TBS title at the pay per view. Just yeah, weird. It's I hate when they do they they do the announcement so quick because like like they just had the graphic ready. And why the fuck is Anna J getting a fucking pay per view match? She hasn't been on TV. She's yeah. not very good. 
I I will say to be fair, well, it, it's it's rankings is the reason. I, oh, I can't is that remember what it is? Yeah, like it's it's them, you know. But they well, didn't really put go. that over that much. I mean, they might. Well, there do you that go, Davey. There you go, Davey. They're 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 respecting the rankings for once. Are you happy now? Are you fucking happy? No, because are you fucking no, happy? No, because no, because the rankings are suck. Like I'm, I'm not saying like I'm not saying I'm not saying like the actual existence of them suck. I'm saying that the actual the way they rank people sucks. Like yeah. quality of opponent doesn't matter. Like and and yeah. when you've got uh, an arbitrary, it's not necessarily arbitrary, but when you have rankings, well, in this in this the way they use them too is somewhat arbitrary because it's just like they've kind of like put over like top five. Okay, yeah, that's very arbitrary. Yeah, I mean that's not that arbitrary, but like it's it's not like you know it's I'm just not, saying oh, this when, is the when they decide contender. yeah it's, yeah when they decide to use it and and not or when they make it matter and not or when they mention it or not in some weeks they go the you know the commentary won't mention it you know on a on a particular show the whole show and uh, or it'll just be in passing it's not or they they need a graphic quality of opponent should matter it can't but just be like you beat a bunch of like tryout talent on dark and like yeah. all of a sudden like you've racked up six wins that's like that's like if you know a college beats a bunch of junior colleges and like all of a sudden they expect to be ranked you know right. it's just yeah. not, that's not how it works I don't. I don't like it. Like they need to fix that and take it seriously, or just do away with it. I mean, if they have a lot of good people, or if they have a lot of people, decent amount of people watching Dark, and they feel like and Elevation, and they feel like people, um, it's still a quality it. of opponent thing rather than just like yeah. are they but watching? Those, those it or people got to have matches somewhere, like, and they got to yeah, get their, but, yeah. They got to they got to learn not, and cut their not, stripes somewhere. Yeah, but they're not signed, and like you, you know, NJ is signed. I'm saying the people she's the, beating, a lot yeah. of them aren't signed. Uh-oh. It's just like, you know. I, and I, I will say, to be fair, her last match against Jade was actually, like, pretty good, considering the relative inexperience of both people. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Jade's um, getting better. Jade's getting a lot better. Yeah, like, for sure. She's, really, she's making big strides. And who knows? Maybe Anna will surprise us. I just I think there's it. a better opponent for her <laughs> than that. And it could be somebody, I mean... Obviously, Jamie Hader could be somebody that got knocked out. Oh my of, God! Can you imagine? It could be somebody who got knocked out of the tournament already, or something. You know, that's probably a, that's that's NHA. probably a money match down the line, though. Yeah, like I think that might be like this is who will be who takes the title off or something like that. You're right. They want to keep her in the upper division or whatever. Dude, like AEW doesn't do monthly pay per views. If they did, I'd be fine with Anna. Yeah, Jay that's a good point. And, but they've got yeah, they, it's got to be big matchups. They're doing You're them four right. times You're a right. year. It's a double fair. or nothing. You're right. You're right. Uh, <sighs> next up, we had um, a video montage of Hookhausen and Tony Nice and Mark uh, Smart Mark Sterling training. I thought this video package was great. I just it's fantastic. <laughs> it was just so goofy, like just Funny. seeing like the way they're training and stuff like that. You know, putting over you know the clear lesser competitors in each match, like you know not being as uh, equipped, shall we say, for it. And this this was nice. Yeah, I liked it. Very Sterling short. Is doing, Sterling, yeah, very short. Sterling's doing those little, like, old man, little, like, yeah, <laughs> micro squats. And Nice is like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. So funny. And then he was like, they, they were like, near the end of it, Nice is like throwing him around for like taking yeah. bumps. And he just Squat. like sells it like he's like dying. <laughs> Squat. He's like squatting with him and stuff. Yeah. Nice looked like a beast in this uh, through all the comedy. Yeah. yeah. True. <laughs> then we had the, uh, the men of the year in the ring. Ethan Page says that this is what happens when you challenge them. Uh, the inner circle doesn't even exist anymore after they challenge them. And that they exposed uh, Sammy Guevara as a piece of shit. The crowd cheered big for that line. <laughs> Which just, again, like highlights the weirdness of this feud. So weird. 
we then had we cut backstage or into the parking lot rather. Sammy Guevara has a sledgehammer in the TNT Championship and starts destroying it. Uh, considering what uh, him and that title have been through, um, Ty Conti might be getting a preview of their future together. I thought we were going to get more references to jizz on the belt. Joey, what did you How think the, of, of them this slamming is, it with a this sledgehammer? This is trash. How the <laughs> fuck are Kazarian and fucking Sammy Guevara supposed to be baby faces? They're destroying the belt? Yeah, the, I don't, I'm not convinced Sammy's a what baby face. What the fuck? This is garbage. This was garbage. Garbage. Yeah, what are they doing? Yeah, what are they doing? Smashing the what belt the fuck like that? is that, dude? And it's like it's one thing if like a heel did it. He's like an asshole, like the whole Naito thing. But this was like, dude, they're supposed to be baby faces, and they're desecrating the belt. At least with the Naito thing, like you would have the young boys like freaking out that he's doing it, and trying to bend yeah. it back into shape, and like being like, "Yo, dude, you what the fuck are you doing?" And this the commentators a- are like, "That was kind of mean." Like, yeah, it's just such fuck? an afterthought. And then he's like, holds up the TNT thing, and like drops it. I'm like, now you're burying the channel. Yeah, <laughs> it's doing? yeah, it's the fucking belt. God damn it! It's like this is your baby faces. This is Whoa, garbage. That, that garbage. Was, you just almost said it's real. It's still real to me. Damn it. No, I'm almost. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, garbage. Like, I think Frankie's. A, like, I'm not. I don't think Sammy's necessarily a baby face. But like, I don't know. This feud is just. It, it just needs to end. They need to move. Kazarian on. is. Yeah, Kazarian is. But like, I'm not gonna say Sammy proxy, is. And, is like, he? But like, proxy now is he? And it's it's weird. Like, yeah. You're there's right. it, there's no rhyme or this is garbage. Garbage. Yeah, they Some just need the, to move on. Yeah. Oh my and god. It, it's weird too because I was thinking about this like like for our earlier discussion about like you know like who needs like some like type of gimmick to like help them like get out there. I was gonna say like Sammy Guevara like he kind of has that gimmick now and I think he's just not biting his teeth with it much. No. Put the fucking put. Yeah. I mean, there, maybe he needs a Mamacita gimmick. No, I'm just kidding. But, but I'm like, saying like dude, even like with what he has, what he's like, doing. He kind of has it, but like he's dude. not like doing anything interesting with it. Here, like here, I'm gonna fix the fucking TNT division free of charge. Fucking put the fucking belt on fucking Ethan Page and let him be the, a fucking high profile heel fucking champion that beats all fucking comers against baby faces, baby face after baby face after baby face, long term champion. Stop this fucking nonsense with the TNT championship. Ethan Page is your fucking TNT champion. That's that's who it should be. Yeah, like, I mean, I want to give, like, you know, Scorpio more of a chance, but, like, Ethan Page is the only person that's really getting, like, great reactions out yeah. of this whole feud, so, like... <laughs> he's a, he has more personality, he's probably, I think he's a better wrestler than Scorpio Sky, like, he's, he's, got, he's got everything over him, like, and he, and he fucking has, like, an identity as a heel, yeah. like, fucking, he's the guy that you need to have champion right now, what the fuck? I'm not sure that Scorpio can't do exactly what you just talked about Ethan doing right now. I don't he doesn't um, have enough personality to do it. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's getting there. I think he's improving in that regard. And I I'm, I'm not sure that Ethan is a better wrestler than him. Absolutely, I'm not I, sure. I I mean I I I don't know if he's shown it here, but um I have seen him in Evolve. I've seen his feud mm-hmm. with uh um you know, sure, his sure. feud with Darby uh, and things like that I mean, and yeah. I I think he is definitely uh Better, maybe not more athletic, but he's definitely a better wrestler. I'm with Doc. I want to see Scorpio do that for a little while, and then yeah, maybe ultimately give Ethan a run. But um, I think there's gonna there, there'll definitely be a big backlash if they take it off. I just feel uh, like African American no in the in the yeah. in the group and put it on the white guy, just because he's quote unquote better. 
I don't, no, I, fair enough. I don't. I, but, I think there'll be a huge backlash about that. I think the move is to keep it on Sky for a while. Like I think he's really good. Sky's good. I just think that this fucking feud has tarnished him. This like, feud. Put, this put whole, it on yeah. him later. Yeah, but the feud also tor- tarnished Paige a little bit because what was going on? Like he was get he was getting he could have gotten over as a huge baby face. He was they had turned baby face and then just seamlessly back to heel. What? Yeah, like yeah, what, what? Yeah, nothing yeah. is making sense here. It's garbage. Yeah, they, yeah, I'm I'm with Doc. They need to move on from this, and I'm fine with either one of these guys with the belt. But they need to do what you said, Joey. One of them needs to do that, and they need to uh, get on with it. But yeah. Anyway, speaking of getting this, on with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. We need to get on with it. All right. Uh, quick little backstage segment: Tony Schiavone, Britt, and Tony Storm. Um, Tony says that she's gonna, you know, if there's intervention in her match, that she will rearrange her teeth and become her DMD, and that was that. I hate this, us, dude. I, we, I hate it. I hate it, dude. So weak. Tony Storm. What is yeah. up with Tony Storm's face? Like that doesn't look. She doesn't look. I'm not talking about just her face as it is natural, but her expression. She's not ready for TV. The Blackpool Combat Club versus Dante Martin and Matt Seidel. I, I want to point this out before we get into the match. Matt Seidel did not sound like nearly as dorky during like their little like pre thing. I mean, he sounded dorky mm-hmm. in the sense he's talking about. He's like, you know, he's all for like peace and love and pro wrestling, but like he didn't. The delivery wasn't as nearly as like who the fuck is this guy but yeah then you know brian uh danielson says that he loves peace but he doesn't want it in wrestling and uh that's what they show in this match uh mock says peace love and wrestling did he really just say that yeah (laughs) (laughs) like like, what's wrong with this guy (laughs) i I love that i love that they are serving that contrast as white meat baby faces and being like happy-go-lucky pretty much and uh it's it's it they're the perfect opponents for uh for this, for t- for TV, for Blackpool Combat yeah. Club. I, I also like uh, Jericho's line on commentary, but he's like, peace, love, pro wrestling, that doesn't get you famous, it doesn't get you rich. So fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought this match was pretty solid. Lots of, you know, like, it, it's that style contrast that you'd kind of expect. You know, Dante, Martin, mm. and Matt Seidel are high flyers, whereas... Uh, Brian Danielson and John Moxley are more of this ground and pound. Uh, one's more technical; the other is uh, more of a brawler. And this was this was a good, fun little rampage main event. Yeah, it was it was a, it was a lot of fun. This is a very fun match. I, yeah, and I've got nothing to add to that because I just I agree with that. It, it is it is you know we're talking about utilitarian stuff on TV, and you get guys that you know can perform, but have different spots on the roster and. Um, predictable yeah you're gonna nobody's there's probably no odds on DraftKings for for a finish like this uh, to keep that theme going but um yeah fun that was that was rampage uh we're going to do a double or nothing preview show we're going to upload that as a special episode uh we'll be uh waiting for the to watch at least dynamite and then we'll put that up later this week before the pay-per-view so you guys can get our thoughts and predictions for Double or Nothing. So we'll have another Monster Pop special edition uh, for you to enjoy this week. Yeah, should be a good one. Probably definitely a lot shorter than the prior uh, special editions, but it should be a fun one. And that's if legit Layla doesn't come on the show. (laughs) 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 I missed her call, so. All right, guys, let's... uh... Let's get out of here, man, and we'll be back, like you said, to talk about Double or Nothing that's shaping up to be one of the best pay-per-views I can remember in fucking yeah. forever. I'm pumped. We're all pumped. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. good time to be a wrestling fan, like we always yes. say. And may your week 
be filled with mini monster pops catch you guys later later guys